<laughs> Welcome back, beautiful and amazing human beings. My name is Zukadowski here of the bestpoliticalshow.com, as of course we are going to be going live for the next two hours, as there's a lot of crazy news to get into today, especially when it comes to the plot against the future president of the United States, as we have some very interesting news coming from the Senate. We have now a space happening on Twitter with Elon Musk, Vivek Ramaswamy, and J.D. Vance. We're going to be talking about that. There's some other crazy news surrounding the World Government Summit, some news surrounding Tucker Carlson, as well as just the overall way of life that is being absolutely eviscerated and destroyed. As, of course, we are going to be live for the next two hours, so make sure to share this broadcast with your friends and family members, as, of course, it is more imperative than ever that you guys participate in this independent media organization. And one way you guys get to do that is also by simply signing up to LukeUnfiltered.com. And then by doing so, you, of course, get the ability to call in to the show and be able to ask us and show us whatever you want in about an hour and a half from now. So make sure to take advantage of that, as we, of course, also have a very special report only available for members that was just out a few hours ago. You could also participate in the conversation by going to MySuperChat.com, and by going there, you guys actually get to have your text put on the screen during the show as of course we're going to be answering all my superchats.com rumble rants super chats whatever you decide to of course support us with we of course will be doing our best to address all of them as of course we already have one by red viking saying stephanie show us your teeth teats 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 there you go. Thank you, Stephanie, and thank you, Red Viking, for that super chat. Of course, joining us for a conversation is a woman from South Florida who surprisingly is late. We're going to be introducing her when she comes in here. Her name is, of course, Lauren Witzker, uh, an interesting person who, of course, will be joining us in uh, a few minutes. Again, uh, you know, it, it's it's South Florida, you know. Women, right? <laughs> As, of course, also joining us for this conversation is the one and only Joey B. Toots, who's kind of hanging around town here for a little bit. He kind of likes it here. He was just on the show a couple days ago. He's going to be also just kind of uh, filling in, hanging out. Joey, yeah. for the people who don't know you, who are you? And uh, thanks for joining us for this conversation. Well, as of now, I'm Luke's landscaper, if people are wondering why I'm still hanging around here. But I, uh, I do I do a comedy show, Joey B. Tunes, and I just want to establish right now, I mean, I'm just sitting on the show because he doesn't want me to outside turning on any of the equipment or anything, making any noises. So um, I'll be the comic relief for the show, so don't for, mind me. For a white guy, pretty yeah. good landscaper. I got to say, yeah. he's, he's, yeah. he gets the job done. I do. I sleep out in the yard. I live off mashed potatoes and Atlas's dog treats. He, he really loves mashed potatoes. I mean, I do. The, the stories about good. the mashed potatoes that we have going yeah. on. On here, you wouldn't believe it. As of course, uh, you sleeping outside actually very yeah, good for you. You're grounding. Nice. You're you're releasing positive ions. You're you're actually being able to to rise and fall with with the cycles of the earth. So you're welcome. Uh, plus, <laughs> Miami is is absolutely incredible, and it's one of the most beautiful, amazing cities in the world. Can we talk about Clint's night last night? Oh yeah, Clint, Clint was Clint was not doing good. No, he was I, not doing good. Welcome to Clint's intervention. Yeah, I I drank for the first time in a couple months, and now everybody's couple like, months. everybody's trying to couple intervene days. on my behalf. A couple days, lies. These are all lies. But I am hungover, and I am here for you. 
I'm Clint Russell. I'm the host of Liberty Locked. I'm also the co-host of uh, whatever this is called, the best political show. At, at some point, at some point, I may go and ground myself on the floor outside. But in the meantime, he needs I'm, I'm going to spit hot fire uh, at Liberty Lockpot on X if you want to follow me and Liberty Lockdown, you know, Tower Gang, whatever. I Steph. saw him in the corner just calcifying his pineal gland. I was like, what are you doing, man? Like, I, had, I don't know. I don't know what you're up to there. Guy had two O'Doul's and he's out of out of service. Yeah, poor, Jesus I mean, Christ. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a soft one. He's a little softy. We've got to definitely toughen him up here. As Of course, we also had a battle with pool. And I would just like to state for the record, since the cameras are on, the lights are on, um, Clint lost devastatingly to moi, Luke Polshark Radowski, that played for like the 10th time ever. Uh, and uh, Clint, who's a pro, got his butt whooped. So this, this man's a real wizard with the cues, if you know what I mean. Hey, hey, hey. Clint was like, whoa, I can't believe you did that shit. I'm like, yeah, damn right. Even though I had no idea what I was doing. Steph. Sounds like I missed a crazy party last night. This is this is Steph. We are change pushing the buttons. Woo-hoo. Why is your gender late yes. right now? That's what I <laughs> defend your gender. Yeah. Oh, sadly, I, alas, I, I I won't go there. We'll discuss that all probably on Rumble, as of course there's a lot of uh, gender talk, specifically with the latest incident of what happened in a church that we can't talk about here, that the police took a bunch of time to investigate the specific gender roles of. Again, lots of crazy news to get into. Next two hours, we're going to be getting into that, plus a lot more. So, of course, share this broadcast with your friends and family members. It really does matter. Uh, the, the YouTube algorithm isn't, isn't really that uh, friendly to us. Uh, the, the, the you know larger people we criticize every day, they're not that friendly to us. And um, it, it really is, is something that's, that's incredible for us to still be here for so long, only because of you guys who are there participating, sharing this broadcast, signing up. So uh, really, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate you guys. As Of course, a lot of people in independent media come and go. We're persistent. We're still here, but we're predominantly here because of you and all of the things that you guys are doing to allow us to still be here for you. So sincerely, thank you so much. As of course, let's just jump right into the news. As of course, we have this post from J.D. Vance that took to Twitter and wrote this new Ukrainian bill tries to make it illegal for Trump to do what he is promising on the campaign trail, as, of course, it is also linked to an article by the American conservative that is titled The Republicans' Plot Against Donald Trump. As we have the latest details from the Senate, as there is a new military-industrial complex funding bill for Israel, for Taiwan, and for Ukraine that has a very interesting stipulation in there that, of course, automatically, preemptively makes it so the future president of the United States cannot defund this war. Yes, you heard that correctly. Donald Trump on the campaign trail has promised to end the war in Ukraine, and now there are specific provisions being organized by the U.S. Senate to specifically make sure that Donald Trump will not be able to do this. As J.D. Vance writes, quote, it gets worse. Back in 2019, Democrats articulated a novel theory of impeachment based on Trump's refusal to spend money from the USIA, Ukraine Security Assistance Initiative. Five years after impeaching Trump for refusing to spend money on Ukraine, they have drafted a new law that, again, requires Trump to spend money on Ukraine. If he negotiates an end to the war, as he has promised to do, They will undoubtedly argue that he has broken the law. We are nearly a year away from an election that could give Trump the presidency and Ukraine. Obsessive Republicans have already given the Democrats a a predict to impeach him. Slava Ukraina. 
America be damned. This is, of course, the writings of J.D. Vance with uh, some uh, really shocking, surprising developments that are not really that shocking and surprising. But for them to even do it a year in advance before Donald Trump even is elected, that, that I think, is the really uh, surprising part here. Well, I think what the, the reason that this makes a lot of sense is... Even when you first look at it, it's like, all right, this this makes absolutely no sense. Why would we be sending billions of dollars to defend other people's borders, but we show complete you know, lack of interest in defending our own? Uh, but then you remember that it was actually Donald Trump who was impeached. I think the first impeachment was over his phone call with Zelensky, where he was talking about um, you know, whether or not there had been corruption when it came to business dealings with one Hunter Biden, and whether or not that connected all the way up to Joe, who was then to be the president. Uh, and whether it was it was surrounding Burisma oil and Donald Trump was kind of putting pressure on, on Ukraine being like, OK, let's let's find out what happened to the Ukrainian prosecutor that was fired by Joe Biden. Let's find out what happened with Burisma oil. Let's find out what happened with Hunter Biden. And he was kind of essentially nudging the Ukrainians being like, we should really investigate this. And then he was impeached for that. Yep. That's what he was impeached for saying, hey, we should we should investigate this. We should look into this. That's what he was impeached for. Is of course, this is this is a matter of of utmost importance, especially as we're trying to give them an additional sixty billion dollars. Elections have been canceled in Ukraine. Alternative media organizations have been destroyed. As even an American citizen lost his life under Ukrainian custody, and we want to reward that with sixty billion dollars. Are you freaking kidding me? This is just uh, well, absolutely freaking ridiculous. On top of the hundred billion we've already sent them, so uh, I think I think that. Ultimately, the American people need to be really reflecting on why is it that Ukraine is so existential to our political establishment? And when you realize that the first impeachment of Donald Trump was predicated off of this conversation with Zelensky about the firing of Viktor Shokin, and you guys can look all this up. This is like this is not conspiracy nonsense. It's it's actually true. Um, why? Why is it that they are so committed to defending Ukraine in what is ultimately a proxy war against the largest nuclear power on Earth with no real win in sight, but they are they are willing to now lay a trap for Donald Trump where he will be inevitably impeached for a third time over Ukraine for a second time. I think people need to really dig deep as to why this matters so much. And I have plenty of theories, but I may save them for Rumble. Yeah, and shouts out to uh, J.D. Vance. He's a U.S. senator from, of course, Ohio. They're now holding a space with Elon Musk, with Vivek Ramaswamy, with other U.S. senators who are going to be discussing this matter for the general public to understand, hey, there's something really sinister happening here, as, of course, he, we don't know what's going to happen in Ukraine. We don't know how this war is going to develop. We don't know what's going to be happening here. But but you're essentially making sure that they're going to get money no matter what? What? Like, that's just ridiculous. That's that's a stupid thing to do, as, of course, the situation is very dynamic. It could change at any moment and any time. And we are forcing the U.S. senators, who clearly are in the pockets of the military-industrial complex, are are forcing a situation where we are going to be bankrolling this war no matter what, yep. that's that's just absolutely and, and ridiculous. Keep, keep in mind, too, Rand Paul right now, despite the fact that it's already got through the Senate, Rand Paul is currently filibustering it. If you want to run the video of it, you can. Um, he's trying to basically bring attention to this so that it it the bill will die in the House. We'll see if he prevails, but it's uh, it's heroic what he's doing because I think this is really existential. Our, our financial condition is dire. We have this post on uh, Twitter with Rand Paul saying, this foreign aid bill threatens the fiscal solvency of our country. I think it, along with so many of the rest of the spending, 
is dragging America down and threatening a day of destruction. The filibuster continues tonight. Here's the 51-second clip of U.S. Senator Rand Paul. I care about the bankrupting of America. I care about the looting of our treasury. There can be an honest debate over national security or what is in our vital security, but there never is a debate. If you look closely at what people say, they'll simply declare it's in our national security to send money to Ukraine. There isn't really a debate. I actually think it's the opposite. I think sending you money to Ukraine actually makes our national security more endangered. I think it threatens our vital national security to send more money to Ukraine. Why? Because I think it threatens the fiscal solvency of our country. I think it, along with so much of the rest of the spending, is dragging America down and threatening a day of destruction. Yeah, you, you would think we would have our priorities, priorities straight. You would think we would say, hey, uh, you know, you know, maybe, maybe we, we shouldn't be financing foreign wars that, of course, uh, come back and bite us in the butt. Maybe we shouldn't be financing all these latest kind of missiles and aggressive actions that only make sure that America's interests are, are never really served. Maybe we should, you know, prioritize the American people once and for all, but no, we can't have any of that. We can't have nice things. Why? Because essentially our government has been hijacked by a, a special branch of sociopathic warmongers, as of course, there's always this famous line, oh, but if there's anarchy, the warlords are going to take over. What do you think is happening now? What do you think we're going through right now with this very particular situation with members of the U.S. Senate codifying endless military support for Ukraine, no matter what the circumstance, no matter what the situation, that is just freaking crazy. Well, I'll, I'll make the, the argument that I'm able to make on this platform and I'll save the rest for later. But the, I think the underlying uh, dynamic that people aren't really privy to is that as soon as Russia invaded, they kicked Russia off of SWIFT and they also uh, took nearly $300 billion from their assets from central banks that were sitting in Europe, and they seized that money. So what they essentially did was a nuclear sanction attack, <laughs> attack against Russia. And what does that mean? Well, if Russia can still prevail, if they can uh, thrive economically, and if they can win the war in Ukraine while being under the harshest sanctions that the U.S. has laid out, that means that the entire U.S. sanction uh, paradigm is now defunct. And if that's the case, well, then God knows God knows how the, the rest of the geopolitical uh, factors play out. We've got we've got next we, one over. Yeah, we got Lauren that uh, just uh, came in. There. So that's going to be your mic. You're going to be sitting next right. to Joey. If you need to use the restroom, it's by the wall of vitamins that we have over there. Very nice. But uh, we have headphones uh, for you as well. So you, you will be able to kind of hear yourself. Lauren, uh, why are women always late? All right. So <laughs> yeah, what's actually, going on? Did you have a dishwasher running or something? It's his fault because he should have told me it starts at five. I, I did. Way, no? No, you told me. I did. Me, I, did. I, have, I have receipts. So, and on woman time, we just run an hour behind ah. as it is. So you have to take that into See, I'm glad account. that you're willing to accept that there is a it's woman time. Oh, no. There is definitely a, yeah. a woman uh, aspect to this. See? When planning. Lauren's honest. Why can't you yeah, be honest, Steph? Definitely. Well, that's why she's in the kitchen right now on the camera. <laughs> See, I, that's what they wanted to do with you, but I talked them out of it. So... <laughs> Right where I right, we got we got to punish yeah. this You're one here for being here. late here, uh, but but Lauren, for the people who don't know you, 
Uh, how would you uh, introduce yourself? And uh, yeah, go, go right ahead as I'm sure. taking the receipts so, here. So um, my name is Lauren Witzke. I was a uh, I was the Republican nominee. Which camera am I looking at? Republican nominee. Either one of us or the camera. Okay. It doesn't matter. For United States Senate in Delaware in 2020. I ran on an immigration moratorium, uh, and we broke the Delaware record in most GOP candidate votes in Delaware history for a Senate candidate. Um, I went on to go into media. I'm a producer. I was producer behind the film Died Suddenly. I don't know if a bunch of you have heard of that. Um, and I've done a lot of um, work in the industry, booking, uh, helping other people, and we're behind a lot of your favorite shows. So. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining us. We definitely have a lot to discuss, especially about that documentary, mm -hmm. which we have some very surprising developments that we're going to be getting into in the second portion of this conversation. As of course, right now we're still discussing the latest developments in the U.S. Senate, as it looks like we have a plot against the future president of the United States, who of course still hasn't been elected. But uh, already there are some very interesting moves being made to make sure that they're going to be continuing the war funding for Ukraine. Again, this is a big story, just kind of broke from J.D. Vance. I don't know if you had a chance to kind of look at it. Yeah. We were kind of going over the larger implications here, essentially how uh, the Republicans are just as bad as the Democrats. A lot of them are hijacked. A lot of them are doing some really awful stuff. How much more awful could they get? I mean, this is, this, this is the writing on the wall with them saying... War no matter what. I don't care who's going to get elected. We are going to be extorting and manipulating people to make sure that war is not going to end in this world. That's yeah. just that's just crazy. Absolutely. And, you know, they did it while everybody was distracted watching the Super Bowl. They tried to sneak this through, push this through. Um, then, and they make these bills so long that the government officials and the senators don't have time to read it all. So we're fortunate that J.D. actually found this because either the Senate was, A, neglectful and didn't read the bill, or, B, they uh, knew it was in there and pushed it through anyway because there's absolutely really no excuse. Um, the fact that they did it during the Super Bowl tells me that they knew what they were doing. Um, you know, the Federal Reserve Act was pushed through uh, over Christmas when nobody was paying attention, and that's kind of what they do. It's a forever war, forever funding, and uh, Ukraine, as we know, is very, it's, it's well known for its corruption, and it's been a money laundering scheme for U.S. officials to put money in Ukraine. It disappears. You never see it again. And it's just very common. And that's why it wasn't just funding the war. It's also funding themselves, I believe. I believe that they have a way of kind of laundering that money back into their own pockets one way or another. And they wanted to keep that gravy train rolling no matter what happens in the next presidential election. Well, that was part of the story with Sam Bankman-Fried is that FTX, that's, that was alleged that that's those funding that was going into Ukraine was then being cycled back out through Sam Bankman Freed, which is why many people thought that he was going to walk early on. Um, it's all, it's all so, so incestual and filthy. And I just don't know when the American people are going to say enough. Yeah, I know when is enough enough. And it has been a looting of the U S treasury. Like that's what um, Senator Paul said. And it really is because nope. We have a southern border crisis. We have an opioid crisis. We have so many crises, crises happening here in America that, for some reason, we can't find funding for. But when it comes to a foreign country, it's just empty your pockets, America. Well, and they, and yep. they want to make, make certain that even a future president can undo it. I think people right. need to really understand how, how unusual that is and, and to kind of push back against your being very kind to them and saying maybe they didn't read it. Even if that part wasn't included in it, 
Still, why do you have Republicans that are willing to vote for additional funding for Ukraine? Like, they, they, they have to be willing to contend with the argument that, like, this war is lost. What are we doing? How many more hundreds of thousands of innocent young men have to perish before enough is enough? And it seems like there's no limit to what they're willing to do with this. It's yeah. crazy. And the war would have been over a long time ago. A long time Had ago. the United States not kept funding it. You know, Zelensky 100%. would have been forced to surrender hundreds of thousands of Ukrainian lives would have been saved. Russians would have been saved. It wouldn't be such a bloodbath had the United States not continued to fund this war and keep it going. Yeah. And that's and a know, bunch of Ukrainian territory would have been saved as well, uh, especially if you look at the deal that Elon Musk was kind of proposing a couple months ago. Everyone kind of jumped down his throat and said, how dare you? You're clearly a Putin puppet, even though he's the one who provided Starlink to Ukraine. That allows them to have a very significant advantage over the Russians that, of course, can't use satellite technology that has been very crucial in this entire conflict. But even with a, a kind of leg up with all the technological advancements from NATO, still the, the overwhelming amount of manpower and just the amount of bullets, ammo and rockets that the Russians are able to produce with their war machine has been something that, of course, a, a lot of Western kind of analysts and politicians didn't think was, they, they were capable of. They were like, we're going to sanction them. We're going to launch economic war. We're going to squeeze them. We're going to make sure that they can't survive. And they just said, uh, OK, we're going to go to India. We're going to go to China. We're going to, of course, bolster our production. And just like kind of history di dictates, um, the Russians, very slow to start wars, not really good at them in the beginning. But once that war machine gets rolling, uh, they become a formidable threat that just mows through individuals by sending waves and waves and waves of people. As, of course, they have a lot of manpower. They have a lot of resources. And the West and NATO and, and Europe, they're kind of looking on like, crap. The situation does not look good for the well, Ukrainian people. One of the, the most slept on points that was made during the Tucker Putin interview, and I, I haven't looked this up, and honestly, I don't even know if I would trust the GDP figures coming out of Russia right now. But Putin alleges that Russia is now the number one economy in Europe of all of them. If, if they have actually managed to accomplish that well in the teeth of the harshest sanction regime that the American government has ever levied, that's a truly remarkable feat. And I think, I think that more than anything is why the American political establishment is, is just freaking out. Because if they actually succeed and thrive through the face of all of this, well, then all of the other people that are scared to death of the American empire start to go, looks like the BRICS alliance is actually the future. We need to be aligned with them. This is also very similar to what Tucker Carlson was describing today at the World Government Summit, specifically how the Moscow train stations look a lot different than the New York City train stations. Um, and there's and there's many factors to this. But before going into the just overall quality of life in the United States going down, there's still there's still a lot of really important things to discuss uh, geopolitically. There's still a lot of important things to discuss when it comes to Ukraine, because this is essentially shadowy, secretive members of the government working behind the scenes in order to codify their pound of flesh of the Ukrainian people that they're guaranteeing no matter what, we'll be having money. We'll be having the resources to fight this conflict for however long they want to fight it for. Now, obviously, the United States and intelligence agencies are playing a, a kind of very important role here, as we found out through, of course, all the disclosures, everything that we found out through Boris Johnson and his participation when it came through squashing a lot of the peace deals here. But I, I don't see this ending well. I, I, I see, again, I'm following the war maps. I'm looking at all the updates as they happen. The Ukrainians are, are continuing to lose territory. They're continuing 
continuing to be exhausted. They're continuing not to have enough manpower to actually fight these conflicts to the point where I'm, I'm seeing videos of mentally disabled people on the front lines. I'm seeing women being sent to the front lines. And those are horrors that, that you can't sustain. Those are horrors that, that you, you can't keep going. And, and I really do believe that they're, they're only keeping it going only to kind of save face for this election cycle. Because if Ukraine falls or if Ukraine quits or if there's a peace deal made now, Biden's going to look horrible. His State Department's going to look horrible. But uh, if they're able to prolong it, at least after the election, and then give this kind of mess to the next president of the United States, they're still saying... Let's just make sure we continue this. Right. That's wild. That, that's crazy, especially when you see the human cost, the life loss, an entire generation of young Ukrainians who are never going to be alive again, as Zelensky is literally promising to bring in immigration into the country and implement more BlackRock, Goldman Sachs-like financial policies that, of course, will only screw over the Ukrainian people even more. So my question is, how much more can the Ukrainian people give? And I don't think that's a lot. No, you remember the commercials or, well, it was videos that were coming out of Ukrainians being like drugged from their homes. They're riding a bike. They pick them up. They take them straight to the front lines. And it was a lot, a lot of people that never voted for this. They never wanted this. You know, when they elected Zelensky, they thought that it was going to be you know, a thriving Ukraine. But what really happened was he launched a war that nobody wanted. And they're dragging families to the front lines, women as well, people that aren't even qualified to fight in the military. And I remember Putin put out a commercial because I think he recognizes that. Um, he recognizes that a lot of those people are being forced into a war that they don't want to be in where it was like talking about how, how like you we know you got drug into this you know you don't have to die and it was kind of like a way out um an option for uh ukrainians who didn't want to die in the war and didn't want to fight in it anyway but you know they think biden needs to be a wartime president in order for him to win i don't know if they've been doing polling that tells them that but they are determined like they truly believe that we have to be at war in order for Biden to win this election. So that's you're going to continue seeing that um, until the end, uh, and until the election. And you know, and say Trump does pull it off. You know, you can tell they're getting nervous that they Trump might pull this off. So we got to put our protections in place now for it. I think it's highly probable that you're right that they do want to have it be wartime when it comes election time. And I think Luke is probably right that they're trying to delay the the drawdown until immediately after the election the inevitable the the loss of the the ukrainian war oh no of yeah. course but i'm just saying i think that you're right about them delaying it until right after the election but i just want everybody like at home thinking about this deeply like if you have a political class that is willing to sacrifice countless innocent lives to the tunes of tens hundreds of thousands more that have already been sacrificed needlessly and they're willing to do so based off of uh, political angling you really ought to become an abolitionist. Like if that's if that's what the political establishment is about, that they're just willing to sacrifice hundreds of thousands of innocent people to better ever so slightly their political chances in the next election. I don't know. I don't know why this system is worth salvaging. I mean, that, that, that's what the system always has been, though. If you look at the Vietnam War, the Korean War, the Iraq War, the Syrian War, the Libyan War, the Afghanistan War, the Iraq War. 
all these wars, they were they were again from the very beginning. A lot of people were were saying, "Hey, you're going to start this war in Iraq. This is going to create a lot of horrible situations that are that are going to unfold because of this direct intervention." They said the same thing about Libya. They said the same thing about Afghanistan. We just didn't listen. But it's not that we didn't listen. I think this chaos is organized on purpose and it's deliberately made to um, create more problems that the United States has more excuses in order to intervene for. Yeah. Well, and I, I think you're exactly right. But I mean, this is why I've been an abolitionist for so many years is because I, I learned this lesson really during the war on terror. And then it, you know, now it's just so in your face because we're doing it over a territory that's not ours, that doesn't have any sort of like critical interest to the American people. But obviously it is only of critical import to the corrupt po- political class that rules over us. And and for that, it's just it's just so brazen. It's so in your face. I, I just hope that more and more people are, are waking up to how decrepit the political establishment is right now. It's it's really reprehensible. We have some very interesting comments from uh, Tucker Carlson today about this very matter that we're talking about right now. Very interestingly, at the, at the World Government Summit. So uh, here are the comments from uh, Tuck Tuck. First things first, Putin wants to get out of this war. He's not going to um, become more open to negotiation the longer this goes on. One of the things we've learned in the course of the last two years is that Russia's industrial capacity is a lot more profound than we thought it was. In Russia's having an eat Russia, this country we were assured was a gas station with nuclear weapons, um, has a pretty easy time making missiles, rockets, and artillery shells, whereas NATO doesn't. First thing. Yeah, especially when you look at the Russian GDP, especially when you look at the kind of larger economic warfare and sanctions that we launched on them, everyone was saying, Russia's done. Russia's going to be totally over. They're not. Iran, India, China all have... Uh, made their relationship with Russia that much more significant and therefore also inadvertently helped the rise or or on purpose. I think a lot of this is on purpose, helped the rise of other BRICS nations that are organizing now and then directly challenging the U.S. petrodollar. As, of course, the United States is in debt. And now we want to spend more money that we don't have, that we're going to print out of thin air, that's going to devalue the purchasing power of the dollar for what? What's the greater uh, ask here? What, what, what's in our interest here? And that, of course, it, it, it's nothing. If you look at how China is conducting itself on the world stage, they're doing trade, they're doing infrastructure, they're, they're buying up natural resources, they're safeguarding their future where they have relationships that they're able to work with people financially. What does the United States do? Blow places up and then we rebuild them. And then we blow them up again because the people that, of course, we blew up the first time were pissed off that we blew them up the, the, the original time. And this is a cycle that, again, is just constantly repeating itself, especially in the Middle East. And how else will you have an empire be absolutely destroyed and put on its knees other than doing this? Because I'm kind of questioning this. If you, if, if you didn't want to destroy the U.S. empire, what would you be doing differently here? I don't, I don't, see, I don't see the and, distinction here. And for those that aren't, familiar with the BRICS acronym. It's Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. You also now have Saudi Arabia in the mix uh, and a bunch of other nations that have all been added in. It's somewhere in the neighborhood of 11 or 12. But those nations that I just just rattled off to you, three of them have serious nuclear arsenals. We're talking about billions and billions of human beings. This is a real bipolar world order at this point. And this is what every time you hear them at, uh, you know, talking about the, the liberal world order, what they're really trying to do is keep this monopolistic, hegemonic domination over the globe and to counter this alliance. But this alliance is strengthening because 
the American Empire is essentially a a you know flailing uh, you know paper tiger at this point, and and I think that the rest of the world is starting to acknowledge it and realize it. And and now we're trying to use the Ukrainians to fight proxy wars against the BRICS alliance, and that's not su- successful. So what comes next? Well, what comes next is American boots on the ground, and I think that's why they're angling to to set off the war with Iran. Uh, God willing, we avoid that. Yeah, but people need to understand these wars aren't helping anyone. They're they're not liberating anyone. We're not fighting for freedom or, or, or democracy. They're indebting this country, but but also making sure that the future of the U.S. empire is going to be in decline. It, th- th- there's ways of, of avoiding conflict. There's ways of, of having trade. There's ways of having diplomacy and detente. There's ways of, of actually safeguarding the interests of, of America. Our politicians are doing the exact opposite of that. And now you add to the fact of just the larger kind of fifth generational warfare that's happening against the people of this country. You add that to the fact of the corporate media telling people in this country not to have children as they're literally opening up the borders. This to me is a planned, controlled demolition of the United States, of the Western world. I do not see it any other way. Civilizations and empires usually have cycles. They're usually 250 years. We're about the end of that cycle. And to me, the writing's on the wall. I don't know if if you think I'm being maybe too hyperbolic or too sensationalistic, but I, I do not see good things for this country moving ahead. No, and it absolutely is intentional. There's no other reason why our government would fund nonprofits and NGOs that uh, facilitate mass immigration, like Hyas was, you know, receives millions in federal funds every year to bring illegals in and dump them into red states. It's absolutely intentional. Um, you know, the fact that they allowed our southern border to be so overrun and they facilitated and found funding to manage and house and give these uh, migrants uh, the government assistance, cell phones, everything, it's intentional, and you can't say it isn't. And the fact that, so, and even Ukraine also is like, they're all like, burn it all down. You know, Ukraine ruined, I think they drowned out their grain fields early on to keep the Russians from coming in, and it destroyed 30% of the world's grain. Like, they don't care. And it's not about uh, what is best for my country, it is about what's, you know, who I answer to. And the people that are, you know, in Amer- running America right now, uh, it seems, uh, have nothing but hate for us. They don't love our country. They don't love our people. Uh, they lock us up without due process. And uh, they hunt down uh, moms at school board meetings. Like the American stock base here is hated by the people in charge. And that is evident in their policies that they make, the funding that they give, and the legislation that they write. Oh, and if anybody thinks that this is just conspiracy fear-mongering, you can look up United Nations, uh, I think it's called Immigration 2030, where they detail that it is no longer their protocol to try and stop immigration, but rather to assist with it. So this is a United Nations plan. The United Nations is largely, predominantly funded by the United States of America. So your tax dollars are going to help assist with this migrant flood. It's not an accident. You're being you're being forced to pay for it. While simultaneously, your cries for assistance on the border are being denied. While the bills to go and defend borders six to seven thousand miles away are being shoved down your throat. That's exactly what's happening. There were some uh, independent content creators that um, just even a couple of days ago were kind of hypothetically saying, "Well, well, maybe they're they're importing all these fighting age males into the United States because they know a big global conflict is happening, and we're going to need the men to fight since there's a lot of soy boys here." It's possible. And uh, I said, you know, my response to that is, "You're absolutely." 
freaking crazy if you think members of the U.S. government actually have a plan to help out the American people <laughs> or the American country. Because if you look at everything that they do, it is contrary to what is best for the people, best for this country, best for the long-term longevity of U.S. hegemony and its empire. So if you really do want to empire build, we can we can have that discussion, whether it's ethical or not ethical. But let's just let's just call the facts out here as, as they lay bare in front of us. These people don't give a damn about you. These are the same people that go to private islands. These are the same people that literally loot this economy. These are the same people that are making life unbearable for you. The people that are making it so you can't survive. The people who are making it so it's more difficult for you to put even groceries in your shopping cart every freaking week. You think these people are thinking about you or this country or the long-term longevity of the future of this world? Hell no. The CIA literally works with the Chicoms, with Peter Daszak, Echo Health Alliance in 2020, doing things in laboratories that we can't even mention here on this broadcast. You, you think they, they care at all about, about you or, or this country? They do not. These people have no sovereignty to uh, America. They have no allegiance to America. And a lot of these people are internationalists. A lot of these people are globalists. They don't. They have no allegiance here. They have allegiance to themselves, their their groups, their special interest organizations, and uh, um, interests that, of course, they will serve no matter what. That's just my point of view. I don't know if you guys agree or disagree. I, I think want to we counter can that. make good use out of these soy boys. Put them on the front lines. The soy boys? Yeah. I don't think they're going to be... Do you want to lose a war real bad? <laughs> well, I mean, we got to... I mean, the front lines are going to... You know, we don't want to lose good American men. You know <laughs> what I mean? L we listen, could, those Russian Degastanis are going to chew right through them. Yeah. Not going to do they much. Might, yeah, but they, they could, might literally chew through. But you know, might as well send women. Women have probably more testosterone in America than some of the soy <laughs> boys out true. there. I've and we probably have a better chance of winning the war with the, with the women than we but, do with the soy boys. But they won't be on time, though. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. they're going to be late now. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, true. Just look like, at we got to be did. on the battlefield at 8 o'clock. Like, <laughs> hold on, I'm powdering my, my camouflage. <laughs> you wouldn't believe the conversation we had before you got here. You wouldn't believe it. Before the show No, no, before the show. Before we click live. We'll say We'll have that conversation. Conversation on Rumble. Oh, no, good point. Well, so okay, but watch what they've done to the United States military, like the tr like the changes in the policies. Oh yeah. Um, the mandates purged eight thousand really good soldiers. I mean, there's a lot of intentional things that are happening to our United States military. Do you think that these decisions that they're making actually strengthens our military? Well, no. And they you, don't bet, you bet does. your ass that those eight thousand that that left were some of the best and brightest we had because those are the yes. most like hardened independent thinking type of dudes like yes. real americans and they're like we don't want y'all yeah. how crazy is that as they also want to foment world war three on multiple fronts simultaneously and and the reason i bring up lockdown so much the reason my show is named liberty lockdown is because from 2019 you guys can look this up once again everything i bring up is cited citable uh 2019 our national debt sat around 22 trillion as of today, it sits a little bit north of thirty-four trillion. Well, we got the chart up here: thirty-four point two trillion dollars. Yeah. yeah, so it was twenty-two. Basically, we've racked twelve trillion dollars of debt in the past five years. If you guys don't think that that is a a coordinated implosion of the American economic system, you're out of your mind. As a as a finance guy, I am telling you, these people know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, maybe not Janet Yellen, maybe not. You know, Elizabeth Warren or Joe Biden, they're all idiots. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the real power brokers. They know exactly what they're doing. They're they're going to try and front run this and trade themselves into the into the winning seat as the implosion happens. But the implosion is coming and it is being orchestrated quite intentionally. And I hope people are aware of it. And, and yeah, let's be intellectually honest here. A lot of that debt was also curated from Donald Trump. 
and his presidency and his $2,000 checks that he handed out to everyone that the government yep. couldn't even competently do itself. About so, $5 trillion of that is from Trump. Yeah, and, and the $2,000 checks were nothing compared to, of course, the secret corporate bailouts, the secret U.S. Federal Reserve bailouts that, of course, we're not even allowed to know about. I confronted Ben Bernanke about this a couple of years ago. He got, he, he, blew, he blew a lid. He literally tried to, like, steal the microphone from my hands after I asked him about the secret bailouts that were happening all the way back in 2008. So uh, th there's a lot of fishy things happening behind the scenes, but but clearly, as alluded to by Tucker Carlson and by Vladimir Putin after that interview, they do speak about a kind of shadowy secret group behind the scenes that calls the shot while the U.S. president is is a puppet. I know Lauren well enough that we need to save her response for Rumble. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm over here. Okay. I can't say anything. No, I'm just kidding. No, but you're right. There is certainly a, a deep state, um, per se. So, and they hate you and want you dead. And, you know, you talk about the debt, how much of that debt was spent actually, uh, you know, I would even be like more forgiving if it was like, we accumulated a ton of debt, trying to rebuild America, uh, fixing our own economy, fixing the opioid epidemic, helping education, like really doing something to help America. None of that. But none of it. It wasn't even about repairing America. Nope. It was all about, you know, corporate bailouts, uh, foreign interests, you yeah. know, foreign aid, funding other people's wars, funding democracy in the Middle East and feminism. And it's just crazy stuff well, that we accumulated. Yeah, so what much do we have to show for it? Exactly. What do we have to show for Nothing. the trillions of dollars that we spent? Uh, Pakistani gender studies, yeah. Sri, Lanka, Sri Lankan speedboats. Are, are you freaking kidding me? No, we, we had to we had to break our kids' minds with masking for three years. Obviously, there was money well spent, but people need to remember it was eight hundred billion dollars was the bailout in 08 that that was enough to catalyze and create the Occupy Wall Street movement. Eight hundred billion dollars is a drop in the bucket. That's like that's like a, a continuing resolution uh, dream. Like that, that's not what we're doing now. We're talking 1.6 to 2.5 to 3 trillion every time Congress uh, passes a major spending bill now. It's unbelievable. And, and you had people in America that were ready to riot over 800 billion. What happened during lockdowns was the largest transfer of wealth in human history. That's not an exaggeration. It's not hyperbole. And it was taken from you and your family and your children and your children's children and people you'll never meet. And it was transferred to the wealthiest people on the planet. And people just seem to be like accepting of it. And I'm, I'm like, I feel like I'm the crazy person that's still absolutely viscerally furious about what happened. But I hope, I hope I'm not alone. I hope I'm just hey, uh, hey, reading the room. Big Pharma deserved that money. And we have a whole bunch of, let me read the notes here. Turbo cancers for it. <laughs> yeah, we have that. Hooray! Uh, they, they have I'm already walking the line on, on YouTube. Yeah. The 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 of the blue armpit haired liberal in San Francisco is like, oh, like oh, he's almost there. He's almost <laughs> no, I'm not giving it to you. We're gonna continue the conversation yeah. on Rumble. As of course we have more interesting comments from Tucker Carlson at the World Government Summit, who had more to say about the ongoing conflict between Ukraine and Russia, the proxy war between the East and the West, which I also thought was very interesting. I'm going to play it right now. We should think about what that means, one. Two, um, the West doesn't spend any time, or our policymakers in Washington spend no time thinking about, like, what are the achievable goals here? I have heard, personally, U.S. government officials say, well, we're just going to have to return Crimea to Ukraine. Well, you don't need to be a, a Russia scholar, so that's not going to happen short of a nuclear war. That's insane, actually. So even to say something like that reveals that you're a child, you don't understand the area at all, and you have no real sense of what's possible. 
And so as long as our leaders, and not simply in the US, but NATO, and I really mean Germany, um, don't like take the time to learn about what's possible, like you, we're not going to get anywhere. You think there is a, a big gap between the depth of understanding the philosophy of history between Biden and between Putin? You, you see Putin who have studied history and who is very deep. Yeah, Putin also described how he would protect uh, essentially Russian territory, essentially Crimea, with uh, nuclear weapons. And for people in the West to say, yeah, we're just going to take back Crimea. They have no understanding of the history there. They have no understanding of also the landscape there, as, of course, many wars have been fought in Crimea uh, throughout human history. And it, it's always an extremely difficult battle, especially for the invading forces. So if the Ukrainians were invading, there's a lot of natural barriers that make it virtually impossible to get through that territory, unless you're going to, of course, crowd a significant amount of troops in very small positions which, again, it's, it's going to be absolutely impossible for them to have any kind of significant victory here, looking at this from uh, all the military strategists that I listen to all the time. So uh, th the fact that this is actually the conversation here, it just shows you how ridiculous it is. As, of course, I, 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 I even want to go further than Tucker is, because Tucker's saying, these people are stupid. I don't think these people are stupid. He's saying, they don't know what they're doing. I think they know what they're doing. What do you think the kind of longer objective, what do you think the longer goal is here? Because I have my own theories, but but we don't know. We're not told. We're told, oh, they're just going to get back Crimea. Again, it's not going to happen. What do you think is the long-term kind of goal here? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. So are you talking about Ukraine and Russia specifically or kind of like the globalist world order that we're seeing waging wars everywhere across Ukraine the world? Ukraine and Russia with the conversation. Um, hmm. Come well, back to me. I well, think yeah, about well, this well you think about it. Uh, let me also add, I think it was 2018. I could be wrong on the year. But there was a re referendum in Crimea where they, the people there were asked if they wanted to be part of Russia or part of Ukraine. And I think the results were somewhere in the neighborhood of 90%. Now, the results of that have obviously been disputed as of late. But back then, there was a UN observer that went in there and said that the election results were legitimate, that, that the vast majority of people in Crimea speak Russian and they want to be, uh, you know, ruled or governed by Russia. But so, the Ukrainians are saying that any kind of Ukrainian voice was met with um, punishment and kicked out of Crimea before the vote took place. So that's well, that's their counter-argument to, to Sure, that. but I still it still demonstrates that, that the people that are there now very much do want to be part of Russia. So it's like, do you believe in uh, you know, sovereignty of of a people. Do you do you believe in in their own decision to to become part of Russia or part of Ukraine? I personally do. Uh, I'm not saying that they're even making the right choice. I don't know what the right choice is, but if that's if that's their preference, I think they ought to be free to do so. As to as to the the larger plan and what I think is actually transpiring, I think that the entire NATO expansion since 1991 and the fall of the USSR has been all about basically encompassing or, or uh, you know, encircling rather Russia, eventually taking Russia down through CIA or, or hot conflict. I think that they wanted to do it, uh, you know, quietly because of all the nuclear arsenal. And then they want to break Russia into multiple um, states that then have puppet governments that are, are friendly with the West. And then they want to have weaponry. They want to basically expand NATO all the way through Russia to then encircle China. I, that's my read of things. I think that they've been trying to encircle China for the longest time. They perceive them to be the next global hegemon. That is that is the next war. That is what they're preparing for. That's what all of this is about.
Yeah. And, you know, one thing we learned when they blew up, the United States got involved and blew up the Nord Stream pipeline, which it is confirmed that we did it. Uh, it was kind of like burn it all down. Their whole purpose is to weaken Putin, weaken Russia, because I believe Putin is a nationalist and any kind of nationalist in any part of the world is a threat to the global world order. Yep. We're fighting against globalism versus nationalism. And Putin, say what you want with him, want about him, but he loves his country. He will do, you know, he loves his country, he loves his people. He's been, um, you know, trying to avoid civilian casualties in Ukraine specifically because a lot of those people would love to be Russian. They're his people. So he's been very careful um, and practice great restraint as well. But I think that him being such a nationalist figure is a threat to the global world order. So that's why they continuously keep this going because also, you know, it, they, it's how they keep Joe Biden in office, the wartime president. You know, we got to keep this going, even though all is lost. And it's mostly, I think, to just try to weaken Russia, weaken their relations, break relations with other countries. Uh, but it seems to be having the opposite effect. Same from, thing that uh, happened from, with from, Bolsonaro. Just from my assessment, yeah. I, I think the UK was the one that was responsible for the blowing up of the Nord Stream pipeline. But I believe they did kind of contact the United States and the United States kind of gave them the nod saying, yes, you could do this. Um, but, but this was one of the largest ecological disasters in, in recent history that a, a lot of the leftists don't like to talk about. They like to talk about, you know, the carbon tax, the environment, and uh, yeah, um, all is okay with war, though. That, 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 again, it just shows you how a lot of these people are not intellectually uh, sound at well, all. Well, just think, I mean, basically, and no disrespect to the, the good greenies out there, because I know there's a few, uh, you know, Greenpeace-type folks that are, that are true believers, but the vast majority of them just take marching orders from the media. If the media tells them to be upset, they're upset. If the media doesn't tell them anything, they have no idea it even transpired. But uh, to Luke's point, I'm pretty sure that, that the Nord Stream uh, explosion was actually the largest ecological disaster in human history uh, that's man-made, um, which is unbelievable that you don't, you have, you know, the Greta Thunbergs of the world and all these other folks, Meh. silent. They don't, they don't, they don't seem to care at all. Um, but I think that tells you everything you need to know. These people are just media lemmings. They don't actually think for themselves. We, we have some super chats here that I think are worth looking into. One from Red Viking saying, nice teeth. Clink is still drunkish, 100%. Yep. Yes. Yeah, I, I looked at, I took a sip of what's in that Wendy's cup there. They, they don't sell that at Wendy's. That that's like some purple drink or something because I that's cough syrup that, and and alcohol. That's that, why I've been that so quiet. Cool sipping on that scissor, sipping on that scissor. He's got that that Clint, lean. Clint really loves degenerate white wrappers. Hell yeah, and um, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get a grill as soon as I uh, make any money. I'm gonna get a fuck, like a platinum grill. It's gonna be amazing. I think last night was a pivotal moment for. I think why he's wearing that beanie. There's some tattoos on his head. He doesn't want us to see. Probably. I got. I got. He had a, a wild night last night. I got a teardrop. Just adding it, adding him slowly, bro. It's gonna be killer. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm a little drunk. Whatever. All right. Well, we're concerned. His pineal Clint. his pineal gland is totally calcified. We got another um, mysuperchat.com from Stinky Sock for twenty. Clint and Luke, love you guys. Hope all is well. Luke, could you ask Clint how he personally feels about the MK Ultra patient that has infiltrated the always factual and truthful podcast Tower Gang? How will they handle this bombshell information? Toads of Fed. <laughs> uh, we had a, a, a co-host on Tower Gang uh, really let the cat out of the bag, and he just started to say stuff like he was like actually an M MK Ultra victim, and he said, I can't. Uh, disclose the truth. He said that under his breath. And so we think that we've actually caught him and we think that we've been friends with the Fed for the past couple of years. Uh, 
I don't know how we're going to handle this, to be honest. He's still kind of like the star of the show because he's so, uh, you know, broken as a human being. And it's really funny to watch his like slow decline into madness. So I don't know. Tune into Tower Gang. But thank you for the, the super chat. Quack Sassin says, is shampoo a scam like American high sugar breakfast? Quack Sassin, I believe so. Do your own research, do your own homework, but most shampoos are scams. Most beauty products are scams too. Endocrine disruptors, mess, messing up your hormones and leech microplastics. And uh, essentially, I want to say something else that I can't that I will say on Rumble. We got another one from Common Sense Fishing saying, we all know an event in New York City in 23 years ago was a quote inside job. The Patriot Act led to the alphabet agencies, the FISA courts, Assange being in jail, the the event in 2020 <laughs> and shut down. They are using those tools to come after Trump. Thanks for keeping it real. Yep. Uh, thank you for your super chat, Common Sense Fishing. Now, I think the question is, why did Trump not identify that during 2020? And I'll, I'll, let, the, I'll let the commenter think about that. There's one. some also really interesting comments from Trump that we're going to go to right after this last super chat by Jordan Calveras saying, Luke, could you expand on the thesis by Outen about... Poland willing to help join the, the funny mustache guy in the 1930s uh, erode World War II. Is there any creed um, addendum to that? Cre credence to that. Credence to that. Uh, we'll have a whole history discussion when it's more, um, when we're allowed to actually have it on a different platform. Yeah, we can't but, talk about World War II here. Yeah, yeah Including can. more Polish jokes. We'll continue. I, 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 I want to hear the Polish jokes. Uh, as, of course, Trump had some very interesting comments that Nikki Haley is criticizing him for. As she just recently came out and said that Joe Biden actually looks sane and clear-headed to Donald Trump, who said that he would not protect, protect delinquent NATO allies from Russia. Now, Donald Trump made this particular statement as he said, I'm sick of the United States funding this war. He wants NATO to take more of an active role here. He wants NATO and European countries to spend billions of dollars on this conflict for me. Uh, there should be a different take here, as, of course, this war should be ended. Donald Trump does represent one of the few presidential candidates out there, one of the few politicians, one of the few presidents who does represent an anti-war voice. But his his record when he was president is, is a little bit contested, as, of course, he was also the first president to send lethal weapons to Ukraine. He bragged about it. And now for him to say, we want NATO to finance this war is, is something that uh, kind of makes my eyebrow uh, arc up a little bit here as of course I, I like his talking points when he says he's going to end the war immediately but I don't like the talking points of him saying I want NATO to finance this war what do you guys make of these latest comments and uh, of course Nikki Haley is not happy that uh, Donald Trump is not going along with the military industrial complex and yeah. giving uh, Ukraine everything that they want Trump Trump also dropped the Moab the mother of all bombs on Afghanistan so not exactly a peace Nick he but dropped it on an American paid for tax funded freaking yeah. base that uh, was in Afghanistan and was empty. Yeah. Well, and, and in fairness, he, I think he was doing it because they wanted to de demolish it and he was planning on leaving. So that's like one of the, the rare times that I'm like, OK, I like I, I understand the rationale. There was an old cave that, that the U.S. tax dollars paid for yeah. to fight the Russians in Afghanistan. And he's like, we got these guys. And then all the reports are like, there was no one in there, bro. <laughs> like, no, but, but that's what I'm saying is I think he blew it up because he didn't want them. What They were planning on leaving and they didn't want to leave that there. If they ever had to go back in, it would be a nightmare. Anyway, setting that aside, I think that, that Trump's claim when it comes to uh, NATO funding and that these other nation states do not pay their fair share and they all just go with their hands out asking for Big Daddy America to come and bail them out of any conflict. He's absolutely right. 
And if you want protection, I mean, what this is, it's a protection racket. And Donald Trump is acting like a mob boss because that's exactly what the American president is. He is the mob boss of the national defense of dozens of nations all over the world. And these people aren't paying their dues to the boss and the boss is getting pissed about it. I like Trump because he's at least real about it. That's exactly what this is. It is a protection racket. He's just the first president to tell the truth. Yeah. At least he's like, hey, let's just take the oil from Syria. <laughs> yeah. like, all the all the all the leftists were like, he he just said it. I I can't believe he just said it. So at least we have that. But uh, I don't, I don't know about you, Lauren, and how you feel about this. But for me, um, his kind of foreign policy is a little bit more questionable than what a lot of people hope hope it to, to be. Yeah, and that kind of reminds me a little bit about the two thousand six, like like the two thousand sixteen Trump, who was talking about NATO and all these other countries that don't pay. Their their fair share, you know, maybe he knows that the war will end very, like very, very quickly if we expect other people to pay for it, not the United States. Yeah. And, and, and it I, could actually avoid some wars if these people are forced to pay for the defense. Exactly. If it costs them something, they'd be less likely to just jump into it. Right. Because right and, now it's just, oh, America's going to fund this. America's yeah. going to give us this. We're going to go do this. And they'll send military packages and, and billions of dollars uh, on a Sunday afternoon in the middle of the night while people are watching the Super Bowl. Like, that's just what they do. But if it comes to... Uh, them being held accountable for their actions, things might change. I know he is an anti-war president. He is. He, you know, when the Israel-Gaza war broke out, he said it would never happened under me. It wouldn't have never happened. And people don't respect Biden, so you're seeing a lot of misbehaviors across the world because nobody's scared of Biden. Nobody respects him. And it's kind of weakened our stance as a country, as an authority in, like, you know, a big piece of a big part of authority in the in the world. And it's just I, I think that's what he meant. Maybe that's how I would interpret it. But it kind of reminds me of his 2016 platform. And he was talking about that. He, he was saying some wild stuff. He was he was talking about ending the Federal Reserve. He was talking about uh, pointing fingers at Bush for his involvement in the event that happened 23 years ago in, in New York City. He was talking about the role of Saudi Arabia. He was really uh, going off against the CIA and JFK. And I was like, wow, um, he, he really made a big impression as, of course, he was touting up WikiLeaks and going after Hillary. And uh, I, I think it, I think it's fair to say he definitely didn't uh, deliver on some of those. Right. Um, and he, he also it, ran on budget hawkishness. Yeah. Like he's just there's a lot of his rhetoric that did not align with his actions in his presidency. I'm I'm open. Don't don't accuse me of TDS. I'm open to him learning lessons and being better in his second term. I'm just saying that all you Trump sycophants that just write off all of the mistakes he made in his first term basically ensures that he's not going to do any of these things that you would like to see him do in his second term. So like. Just vocalize it. Doesn't mean that you don't have to support the dude. Just be honest. Like his record was not as good as his rhetoric. C correct me if I'm wrong, but I, but I do believe Trump is very um, open to criticism, and he's willing to change, especially if he has this kind of feet held to the fire. You see that when he faces particular criticisms, and he kind of readjusts. I think this is why it's more of an opportune time to be like, hey, um, this is our wish list. This is what we want. It probably won't happen, but I think right now is when we should be kind of putting out our list of demands but foreign policy wise as far as like the president of the united states i still think he was a lot better than anyone else yeah. um in our current generation right now uh, especially with just how atrocious this administration is yeah. if, it, if it weren't for 2020 it wouldn't even be a close race 
Like that's how that's how good Trump was up until like 2020. But because of that, I still have to put him in the, in well, the category. Like 2020, of it's an incident that happened in 2020 that is tied to Echo Health Alliance and Peter Daszak I, and the CIA and China. We're going to talk about that <laughs> right now, all on Rumble, a platform that allows us to finally just be able to speak freely, speak openly, <sighs> without any kind of fear, without any kind of ramifications of, of, of just being obliterated by the technocratic gulag overlords and Susan Wojcicki that is just waiting to punish this channel any and every <laughs> which way she can. So please, uh, right now, if you haven't uh, taken the opportunity, go to rumble.com, rumble.com forward slash we are changes. Of course, we're going to be ending this broadcast on Twitter. We're going to be ending this broadcast on Facebook, on Kick on YouTube, and we're going to be exclusively going over to just rumble.com, where, of course, Atlas will be joining us and barking like a crazy dog that she is in the freest of speech that, of course, she is going to be representing, as, of course, uh, she is the real co-host here. Clint is just a co-host. Atlas is the real co-host. As of course, if you go to rumble.com right now, uh, you scroll down. We are right now selected in the picks category uh, next to, of course, the Jimmy Dore show, Donald Trump Jr. and Glenn Greenwald. We are here. So just as soon as you go to rumble.com, scroll down and then just go to the picks category. And we are right here with all the other really incredible individuals that are joining the fight for free speech, that are joining the fight for individuals to finally be able to say and do whatever they freaking want. And uh, that's an incredible ability to just speak freely. We don't have that here. We stopped ourselves multiple times from saying what we want to say. But hey, this is the place where you reach out to the Kyles and Karens, the Normies, the NPCs. We try to water down the message. We try to get them in there. They openly just walk on in. They kind of open the door. They're like, what is this? Is this rumble? And then boom, they fall down the rabbit hole. And of course, we got them. We got them forever. As of course, we also release unedited and unfiltered videos on LukeUnfiltered.com. We're going to be taking calls in about 30 minutes. So if you're a member of LukeUnfiltered.com, go to the Telegram channel and uh, just type in that you want to call in. And of course, we will be going to you in just 30 minutes from now. Uh, Joey, uh, for the people who, of course, don't know you before we sign off on YouTube, where can they follow more of your work? Uh, Joey B. Tunes on YouTube, Spotify, Instagram, and uh, Luke's uh, Landscaper. So you want to get a hold of me, I'll be in his backyard. That guy absolutely has a very uh, green thumb. Uh, Lauren, uh, before we go off to Rumble, we have a significant audience here on YouTube. Where can they find your work and support you? Sure. Great. Um, I am can be found on Twitter, uh, Lauren Witzke, D-E, for Delaware. Um, you can find me there. I'm also on Telegram, Lauren Witzke, official Instagram. And um, my Facebook is personal, so that's it. <laughs> Smart. At Liberty Lockpot on X. Liberty Lockdown is the show. I did. Uh, I had Dave Smith on a couple days ago. It's doing really well. I hope you guys will check that out. It was a great conversation about the Tucker Putin showdown. Uh, and I will be co-hosting with my other Tower Gang Degenerates, the slightly offensive show, which is Eli Elijah Shaver's show tonight at with 10 the Fed or without the Fed. Uh, the Fed will be there, so we will we will dive deep on figuring out why he's trying to entrap us and what his plans are for us. It should be highly entertaining. Uh, Steph. All it takes to entrap uh, Clint is a jelly donut. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> You're allowed to speak Steph, now, Steph. we are change. Steph, you talk way too much. I, I know. Seriously. As, of course, we have some very interesting uh, chats here on YouTube. But again, 
Go over right now. Vote with your clicks. Vote with your attention. Go to rumble.com. See you over there with a conversation. It's definitely going to get a lot more interesting than, of course, the kind of basic B conversation that we're having on, of course, YouTube. As the first clip that I wanted to play for everyone is this latest clip that's being uh, shared around by a lot of people on social media, and that is specifically of a COVID vaccine-injured man that was able to finally speak to the UK Prime Minister right to his face. This is what he had to say. Hi, Rashmi Sunak. I've got so much to say, but such little time. My name is John Watt, and I'm one of the COVID vaccine injured in this country. I want you to look into my eyes, Rishi Sunak, and I want you to look at the pain, the trauma, and the regret I have in my eyes. We have been left with no help at all. Not only am I in here that's vaccine injured, there's another man over there whose life's been ruined by that COVID-19 vaccine. I know people who have lost legs, amputations. I know people with heart conditions like myself, Rishi Sunak. Why have I had to set up a support group in Scotland to look after the people that have been affected by that COVID-19 vaccine? Why are the people who are in charge, who told us all to do the right thing, have left us all to rot and left me and the thousands and the tens of thousands in this country to rot? Rishi Sunak, look me in the eye. When are you going to start to do the right thing? The vaccine damage payment scheme is not fit for purpose. In Scotland right now, according to the yellow card system, there are over 30,000 people that have had an adverse reaction to that vaccine. And okay. deaths. J John, thank you very much indeed for your question. It's time you... for you to start doing the right thing, you've... Mr Rishi Sunak, and the rest. You've, you've, you've made a really strong point, John. Prime Minister. Yeah, John, well, I'm... Very sorry to hear about your personal circumstances, and you said someone over here also seems to have suffered by the similar, by a similar thing. Now, obviously, I, I don't know about the individual situation that you're in. We are silenced. We are the most silenced people in this country. We're silenced right. in the press because my story in the press okay. had to go to the government for comment but, and they made them forget, take all the stuff out. Forget. A very powerful moment on British television that I think is definitely worth highlighting. As the man said, we are the most silenced group in society and absolutely uh, social media censors this conversation the corporate mainstream media doesn't want to have it the scientific community of course ignores it have been paid off not to even calculate and to of course tell you exactly how many people were injured hurt or maimed throughout this entire operation that essentially treated the american people and the people of the world as freaking guinea pigs if you look at the united kingdom they're one of the most vaxxed places on earth same with Israel, same with the United States, same with Australia, same with New Zealand. How many people were hurt? How many people were injured? We don't even freaking know. That, to me, is an absolute travesty, as there are a lot of scientists coming forward and, and going down the rabbit hole and saying, hey, the reason COVID still exists, according to the mainline sources, the reason why it was so severe, the reason it was with us for so long was predominantly because of the vaccination that, of course, messed people's immune systems up and mutated the virus to prolong its existence and never be naturally destroyed by, of course, natural immunity. Yeah. I don't know how far you guys want to go down the rabbit hole, but uh, for Frick's sakes, uh, I'm so happy that this guy actually got a voice, that he actually got to speak up, and, and I think we got to share these, this video more than ever. I agree. I think it's amazing, though, that the guy who's eaten raw chicken for two weeks on the internet is doing much better. That says a lot.
I think he's on. Uh, this is a guy that we're going to have on the show. Yeah, do we have an update on him? I'm going to message him one he, more time. He Please died do. yesterday. And ah, damn it. I'll look him up right now, but go ahead, guys. Well, I, I mean, I think what the guy, what the man had to say is absolutely true, that the, the Vax injured are the most silenced. Perfect example of that is we couldn't play even that clip until we fucking clicked the button to log off of YouTube. It's horrific. Uh, Luke has over 800,000 subscribers. It would be great if we could actually get that message out to those that are sitting at home watching this saying, hey, I'm Vax injured. Am I alone? No, the answer is no, you're not alone. You're only alone in the sense that the, the media apparatus has decided to sculpt this narrative to make you feel as if you're a crazy person. The really silenced, though, are those that have already died untimely because of this fucking vaccine. It obviously wasn't effective. It obviously wasn't safe. And all of the politicians that, that divided us as, as human beings based off of whether or not we were willing to get it they were all wrong. Everybody that rejected it was right. There has been no tribunals. There's been no retribution. There's been no hearings. There's been no investigation. We're not even allowed to fucking talk about it. It's, it's one of the most egregious uh, infringements on human rights that I could possibly imagine and to have lived through it just a few years ago and to have everybody just act as if it's fucking it didn't even happen is mind bending to me. No, it's true. And it happened so quickly, too. It was like within a year, everything changed. And it, they were able to lock us in our homes, tell us we can't go to work. And then it was like, OK, you can't work unless you get this vaccine. No, we don't know what it's going to do to you. No, you kind of are the experiment. But this is what you have to do in order to uh, feed your family. And they put a lot of pressure on people you know there's people who like didn't want to take it like if you don't want to take something you shouldn't have to take it Ever. it's like a medical procedure yes and they forced people to take it and as a result we're seeing a surge in turbo cancers mass deaths um as the movie indicts suddenly as you saw these fibrous clots seven out of ten embalmers there's a survey that came out they're finding those white fibrous clots in their vaccinated dead is what they're finding they, they said seven out of ten say it's more than half of the cadavers that they look at that have it Right. What did they put in it? What What is it? You tell me. You were, were you were the producer on exactly. it. What the fuck is this? Like, stuff? You <laughs> can't get a straight answer. What exactly yeah. did you put in this? And you know, I, people like said this was like crazy, but I actually tried it on my grandmother. So after she got the vaccine, uh, I took I forgot it was like a a, a safety pin. It was magnetic, and like I have video footage. I will give it to you, but it is. It was real. It was doing something to people that was just, it, it wasn't human. I don't know mm. what on earth they put in it. Um, you know, there's been lots of theories that it was like synthetic parasites or nanobots or, um, you know, just the mRNA technology in itself. But the mRNA technology, the gene editing technology was actually created by the military years and years ago. So this isn't the first time, like, that this kind of technology that they use in the vaccine has been introduced. Like they planned this, like I think it was like almost 15 years ago, they were yep. developing this kind of technology. These gene altering mRNA exactly. uh, medical yeah. interventions that again, we still don't know the long-term consequences of. But, yeah. but what made this really uh, novel was that it was fucking mandated, not just on the American people, the entire planet. Yes. And, and people will still say, ah, you know, there's no you conspiracy theorists. You think there's going to be one world government? It's like, yeah, bitch, you just lived through it. 
every fucking government on earth practically uh, with a handful of exceptions all mandated this experimental shit no, that they, they put they, in your body they, they were all reading from the same playbook but they were calling different steps of this different um, things in their own particular country so if you look at Israel and Australia and New Zealand they went full throttle they went a couple steps ahead uh, along with China the United States um, of course didn't go as far but those were the steps that they were following uh, that were essentially the same but under the guise of, of different kind of just just names but there's a lot of also conspiracy theories there's also a lot of disinformation there's also a lot of fake news working on on died suddenly um, what was your kind of experience delving into that world because th there there is a layer of this that I believe uh, there are interests from big pharma from the intelligence agencies that release information that, that yeah. could be true but but then um, you know people run with it but but it's essentially a red herring it's essentially somewhere that they want to lead you down the line they, they did this with 9/11 specifically yep. coming out with like crazy conspiracy theories so they could just lump everyone in with a crazy conspiracy theory that there's some kind of evidence the evidence was essentially released by the intelligence agencies to make you think a certain thing and then boom we could group everyone these crazy conspiracy theorists because they were going along a trail that led them to being exposed of, of going along something that was pre-engineered that later came out not to be true to me, those are the no planners. You know, like they, they say that there was no plane that hit the tower. Right. It's like, oh, well, they're trying to muddy the water. They want to make right. it so that anybody that has any questions about one of the most monumental, uh, you know, moments in our lifetimes, if you have any questions about it, you're as crazy as these yeah. people that think that no plane hit the tower. And I faced extraordinary pressure from those no planers to the point where they were v viciously attacking every single aspect of, of everything that I ever did. It was always matched with all these comments, but there was no planes, but there, I'm like, motherfucker, we don't even got to go there. All yeah. we have to do, the burden of proof is on the government, not me to tell you exactly how everything fucking happened. And when you're stuck in a trap, literally arguing no planes in, in front of the Kyles and Karens and the NPCs, you look like a fucking crazy person. All right. That's, that's the fucking truth. And they led you down this road. And I believe that was a deliberate road that they wanted you on that, of course, sidetracked you from saying, hey, the government, you're responsible here. Let's find out what was going on here. Let's release these documents. Let's actually get some transparency and some fucking accountability here. And we never had that because we were arguing about fucking no planes. And that to me was fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So did, did you notice similar things with COVID like that? Yeah, so we would get like a lot of like weird leads to kind of send us down rabbit trails and stuff. But we sent our directors went directly to the embalmers and the, the morgues and the funeral homes and they saw it for themselves. So that was something like we I, I don't believe anything until I see it, you know, and I that that's because my government has lied to me about everything <laughs> right. all the way back to things like 9-11 and stuff like that. There was so much uh, so much concocted evidence that they threw out there that that in if they are letting you know something like it's like, okay, ask yourself, like if the media is covering something, okay, why do they want me to know this? Because there's always an orchestrated plan behind it. So we sent our directors like, um, Matthew Scow, Nicholas Stumphauser, who directed uh, the film, they went to the morgues themselves and saw the fibrous cloths themselves, got their own footage, uh, talked to all of the, um, embalmers and the people involved, the embalmers assistants. And it was, it was very real. And, when they came back, I remember that feeling like we were watching the footage and what, like looking at the vials of the fibrous class. And I said, Oh my God, like, Oh my God, like what have they done? Yeah. And it was kind of a horrifying experience, kind of watching it play out in real time. We're watching on TV as people are just like collapsing and you know, 
it was just a really like scary time. And it still is like, and the fact they got away with it, like you said, there's no justice. Nobody was held accountable. Fauci got to retire with, uh, you know, these Nobel peace prizes and millions and millions of dollars. Big farmer got away with it. They got away with it. Yep. Like who is going to hold them accountable? Will we get justice? And that is, I think the most frustrating thing about all this is that we can't, find a leader we can't there's nobody who's on our side here who's willing to fight for us and that has been very disappointing and frightening yeah this i mean you're a trump supporter right i am Uh, how do you feel about his unwillingness to talk about it i'm just curious so well like i said this the technology was developed um 15 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, that uh, mRNA technology and Operation Warp Speed was actually uh, voted by Congress. It was made legal in like 2015. So he was the one who. uh, I'm I'm not even trying to put culpability on him. I'm just saying like he's not willing to talk about the facts injured right now. Well, see, he wasn't president, though. It wasn't President Trump that made me like made my dad or family lose their job because they didn't get an experimental vaccine. You know, it wasn't him. Uh, but but why is he not that? willing to talk about it? I'm just like, I don't, know. Maybe, I don't know. Do you think he doesn't believe it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. I, I, I don't know. And or, I'm not going to pr- uh, pretend it, I do. Yeah. I mean, we could, we could be, we could play, you know, we, we could hypothetically kind of try to theorize what was going on here. Maybe the big pharma lobby is that influential. Yeah. Right. I mean, let's just let's just really kind of uh, you know expand on this thing a little bit. As Pfizer first, gave him a bunch of money, but people don't understand this. The U.S. government, Donald Trump, gave them a bunch of money. Why does Pfizer have a bunch of money? Because Donald Trump gave them a bunch of money and right. said, "Here's all the money you want. No liability. No accountability. No investigation. Do whatever you want. The American people are your guinea pigs. You hurt and kill some of them. They don't even have any recourse to do anything about it. That's the law that he signed into an effect. And when we see people kind of push back on him, Candace Owens, Candace Owens tried to push back on him with this very specific issue in, in a very light-handed way, and he snapped right back at her in a very aggressive fashion. To me, this is an important issue because if the Republicans really want to win, because it's going to be a very tight race. There's a reason RFK Jr. is getting as much support as he's getting right now. Yes. Um, and that's because he speaks for a lot of the people who are not fans of the vaccines there's a significant portion and the corporate media likes to attack these people they like to make fun of these people but they're a significant portion of individuals as of course a lot of people are pissed off that they had to inject something into their body to keep their jobs in order to to keep to be with their families in order to see their dying loved ones even if it was safe so so that's going to be a significant voting block and I, i know a lot of people are like don't talk about this I'm like, no, let's let's talk about this here because the truth matters. And we have a couple scenarios here. One, Big Pharma is that powerful. They have that much money that they have control of everyone, including Donald Trump. That's another possibility. Two, Donald Trump is a little bit older. People who are older are, are usually a little bit more stubborn. They don't change their ways. They're not open to new ideas. He could be, of course, propagandized by individuals like Bill Gates that we know he wanted to make uh, his science advisor, according to, to Bill Gates himself, who came out and, and said that publicly himself. So, so both of those could be true, but but I think a frank discussion is more important than ever, as, of course, this race is going to be close. And I really do think if the Republicans really want to win, they should have addressed this in, in a more kind of comprehensive, honest way. But that's just my two cents. We're kind of quarter, we're kind of armchair quarterbacking here. No. So uh, I, I want to be fair, as, as, of course, there's a lot of different technical issues here as well. Do you think that there is a chance that he could have been conned and his ego won't allow him to admit I always thought that's what happened. I always noticed how his tune chained a little bit when Fauci was right in the very beginning, and he started to kind of like 
poke a little bit at Fauci. I don't know if you remember that when he was doing those recurring press conferences early yeah. on. And then, you know, they started asking him questions. And then he's kind of like, well, did, you know, he's got the answer. He kind of was doing a little bit of a slighting. Him. And I wonder if, like you were saying, is your second point is that he could have been like led to believe that this is where he should put his stamp or his money on. And now that all this has come out, I mean, I can't see a guy like him kind of backtracking or admitting to being wrong. But see, yeah. this, this well, his what, ego is one of his you know greatest I mean? strengths, and it's one of his greatest weaknesses. I want to I want to leave the audience with this question. What do you think was happening here? Is Big Pharma that powerful? If you believe so, press one. If you believe uh, what, what Joey just described as, as Trump kind of being stuck in his ways, press two. I'm curious what the audience has to say in the comment section below, because I really want to find this out myself, and, and I think we can only find this out by making an issue, having this conversation. And uh, I, I really do think this is going to make or break the election. So if you're someone who likes Donald Trump, I think this is an issue that that is worth kind of addressing. Well, I think yeah. I think Luke's exactly right that this is why RFK Jr. has had any wind in his sails at all. What doesn't make sense to me is that so many of Trump's most ardent supporters absolutely hate what happened in 2020. They absolutely hate the vaccine mandate. They are all privy to what happened with the Wuhan Institute of Virology and the, the gain-of-function research that was being funded by Anthony Fauci. Trump has, has always had no problem firing people and then pretending as if he knew that they were pieces of shit from the beginning. Why the fuck isn't he doing the same thing with Fauci? Just put it all on Fauci, but he's not. He still runs around saying, you know, people say I, I may have saved 10, 20 million lives. It's like, bro, you didn't. You fucking didn't just like it would be way more meaningful to someone like me who actually studied this issue and knows that there's millions of Americans out there and, and billions of people all over the world that now understand that they were deceived in a fucking enormous astronomical way that would it would be so much more impactful if he were to just say, look, I was duped along with you. I had Fauci and Burks all fucking blowing smoke up my ass. I, I was being told that like this was this was the only way to keep us from being locked down for the next decade. And I fucking I, I did what I thought was right in the moment. But these people, the investigation starts with me. My second term, we're going to investigate the origin all the way up to the vaccine and everything else. And we're going to get justice for you people. Or, if he did that, yeah. he wins in a landslide. Or just say, hey, we're going to open up a fund for all the people who were uh, vaccine injured and killed here. We're to make sure we support them even though big pharma doesn't have liability and therefore you safeguard yourself from even big pharma launching a full-out war on you which of course big pharma is empowered by the federal government that gave them all the money they have a lot of money right. if, you, if you want to safeguard yourself from them just say hey you know what big pharma no liability short we'll take the liability we'll take care of those individuals it's not like the government's not printing money out of thin air <laughs> and now pfizer's moving on to their latest scheme and that of course is cancer as their latest super bowl ad was literally about their fight for cancer talk about a freaking slap in the freaking face add insults to fucking injury here and of course they have the latest corporate media music here playing this psychological operation mind control mind fuck bullshit commercial Here's the next fight. Let's outdo cancer.com. You gotta be fucking kidding me. This is like fucking rainmakers literally selling fucking umbrellas, right? Fucking hell. I, yeah, they love I'm, to mock. Yeah. They love to mock you. And it's just what they do. Remember when they said over and over, oh, we're sorry you lost both your legs and have myocarditis, but it's still safe and effective. Go get 
your eighth booster. And it's kind of like that again. It's like, oh, we know you're suffering from turbo cancer, but guess what? We're here to help again. And it's like the problem reaction solution. So there was a problem, you know, they, there's a reaction and they always happen to be the solution. Yeah. And it's But they're also the creators of the problem. <clears throat> That's that's what really exactly. offends me most is that these fucking people are creating the problem. As far as I'm concerned, COVID-19 was man-made. Every fucking airborne uh, coronavirus over the past 20 years, including SARS and all of these, were all man-made. And they were all like, I don't know if all of them, but a, a big chunk of them was funded with U.S. taxpayer dollars. And I just wish that Trump, like the reason that Pfizer can run, run an ad like that is because they have no fear. They have no political movement in this country that's saying, we're coming for you, motherfuckers. Like what you did to us was egregious beyond words. We're coming for you. If, if Trump is going to pretend he's going to take on the deep state and the FBI and all this shit, but, he, but he's afraid of big pharma, you're telling me that the deep state, the FBI, the CIA, they're less dangerous than pharma? I don't buy it. Well, they're all working together. I want to give my kind of point of view about what I think happened here. It'll be it'll be curious. I don't know if you want to share your kind of point of view, but I believe a lot of this was engineered from the very beginning. I believe Dr. Fauci, Peter Daszak, Echo Health Alliance, Bill Gates, all of them were financing this gain of function work that they knew wasn't for science, wasn't for preventing the next kind of disease or virus out there, but to manufacture it and then to release it on the general public deliberately. I believe a lot of it already was out for a very long time. I believe this is why China, working in cooperation with Bill Gates, with the CIA, with Dr. Fauci, Peter Daszak, all these individuals said, you know what, yeah, we'll, we'll give you Wuhan, we'll close flights domestically in, in China. Internationally, though, yeah, you could, go to, you could go to Italy. Italy was the next hotspot, and then the world was the next hotspot. And then, of course, they released uh, all these protocols to see how far people would go along. They had the same script, they had the same kind of procedures, and some of them just pushed it a little bit further than others. And then they released the second bioweapon on the general public that was the vaccine that made sure that this larger virus stood with us and never was dealt with through our natural immunity. And therefore now we still have long COVID, we have other strains of COVID, and therefore COVID now will be with us forever and potentially mutate even into a more dangerous strain, even though scientifically that's very unlikely here. But with the, the level of engineering, the level of complexity, the levels of, of new shit that they could release to add to this one, especially when it comes to altering our genetics and DNA, the levels and, and the possibilities here are endless, as essentially, I would say, the vaccine program prolonged this fight and now has the population of the, of the world by the balls. That's just my opinion. That's just my perspective. I might be wrong, but from uh, all of my analysis, this is the conclusion that I personally came to. But Luke, That's that what I Super think Bowl happened. commercial said otherwise. They said that they won, and now we're moving on to cancer because we believe because half the country's stupid so <laughs> they know we know but at least there's enough dummies for them to buy into whatever they're selling yeah yeah i mean it's the website that we're on right now it's you know has a lot of very flashy things <laughs> like, yeah i mean that commercial was followed by ice spice yeah at the super bowl and then and then, and then what, do, what do they mean what? let's outdo cancer you mean you mean create uh, turbo cancers you mean right like, like the, the wording here it, it's also yeah. something that uh, is very peculiar but that's just my understanding you work on, on, on died suddenly do you have your own kind of hypotheses do you have your own theories about what you think happened here so okay we talked about a little bit about Donald Trump do I think that Donald Trump signed uh, like kind of helped 
launch Operation Wart Seed with the intention to hurt the American people. No, I do not. I do believe that he loves America. He loves Americans. Uh, he, he really took his job seriously to protect them. I don't think it was intentional. Um, and I think that there was an orchestrated plan years ago to make sure that he wasn't reelected either. So it, I think that the, the whole COVID scheme was a game plan. I think that in itself, the way that, I mean, a lot of us didn't, just didn't know, like the first week of COVID, like they were talking about this deadly disease. We're seeing like videos of people like passing out and dying in China and all this weird stuff. There was so much fear porn that went along with it that it was just so much confusion that nobody really knows how we got here. Yeah. Well, if you look at the beginning, Donald Trump, uh, according to many insiders, wasn't taking it seriously. Yeah. But Tucker Carlson literally drove right. down to Mar-a-Lago and said, hey, please take this seriously. That's right. Mike Cernovich, also another individual, took it seriously. I took it seriously, too, because automatically my reaction was bioweapon. They released the bioweapon. Yep. This is what they've been working on for many years now, because we've been screaming about right. this. We've been screaming about this for a very long time, saying, hey, the larger plan here, it's not just false flag terrorism. It's, it's not just not 11. It's not just wars. Bioterrorism is this new kind of territory that we're entering. I was like, this is the fucking start of it. And no one knew how lethal it was. No, Sorry, go ahead. It, no, it's you true. Off. No, it's abs you're absolutely right. And, you know, some people got something that was very made them very, very sick even though it was really weird. Like some people would get it, some people wouldn't. There was hot spots. It was certainly dispensed purposefully, I believe, the COVID virus. It's not virus. I don't know what to put Bi it. Bioweapon. Bioweapon. The yeah. bioweapon. You know, it was... There was hot spots. There was places where I think it was intentionally placed. Um, but some people got something very deadly. Some of them died. People who were obese died. Um, but a majority of Americans survived it. And then they kind of used that fear. 99.8%. Like, yeah, everybody. Yeah, pretty much. Like it was it, it was hard to kill you. It was hard to kill yeah. you with it. But if you weren't if you weren't already on death's door, the odds of you dying were basically zero. Right. Five comorbidities. Exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, you go to the grocery store, the big guy, five hundred pounds, and one of those little scooters, right. filling his cart up with you know the formula for heart disease and cholesterol, <laughs> wearing a mask, so. sucking down on right. the Cheerios because yeah. the Cheerios yeah. are good for your oh, heart. Sure. Right? But it was sorry, weird. Did anybody like it? Was weird. Like I couldn't taste anything for weeks when I had it. Like I've never experienced anything like that at all. That's how I know it was like a man-made lab because yeah. i've never felt anything i like was it. taking uh, illegal ivermectin in oh, hcq wow. one of those. before before it was cool <laughs> and i was telling uh, my uh, my audience members on lookandfilter.com i was like hey there's this like weird russian website <laughs> I, i'm not telling you what to do but hey there's this thing here that i'm personally doing you take your own matters into your own hands i was very careful right. with my language here well why but did a parasitic work Exactly. Why? And why was there strains of HIV in, inside of, of COVID and the vaccine? Yeah. Right. Why? It was the pro yeah. the protein from HIV. Well, I've had I've because I've you know shows Liberty Lockdown. I've studied this a lot. My my understanding is that it was the the spike protein itself, which is likely causing the inflammatory response and and the the large clots that we're seeing mm -hmm. is probably a product of someone who who reacted or their their immune system reacted very strongly to the spike protein. Right. So in some in some ways, like even the healthy people, the handful of really healthy people that died from this, it was because their immune system just went ballistic over the spike protein. Mm -hmm. And and I think that the fact that they put the entire spike protein, I, I've had guests on that have explained this to me. This is not my expertise, but it makes perfect sense to me. The, the fact that they put the entire spike protein as to just a, a fragment of it to basically inflame uh, the body to get the, the immune system to kick on, but they put the entire thing in there so that your immune system went fucking nuts, uh, tells me that these people 
at minimum, we're behaving in uh, a negligence that's unfathomable. And at worst, we're in fact uh, attempting to injure us uh, yes. long term. You know, I think yeah. we underestimated how evil they actually are. Yeah, I, I definitely I, I, I want you to finish your, your thought here. We're going to go to callers in just a little bit. We have uh, two callers actually waiting to call in. But I, wanna, I want you to finish your kind of thought about what you think happened here from the very beginning. Um, and Because and, I, I went over my theory, and we kind of cut you off here a little no, I bit. Think, I think you're close. I think, I think you're very close that it was an orchestrated plan. Uh, there was some really big figures involved, and people believed the lie that, hey, the government's here to help to a degree. You know, oh, they wouldn't do that to me. They'll take care of me. And uh, we just underestimated how evil they actually are. And there's no limit to how far they will go to remove a president. You know, we're dealing with COVID at the same time, as well as uh, Antifa riots, BLM riots. It was that year was crazy. Like that entire year was crazy. And there's no way they just threw it together. Um, it was like, okay, so we have COVID, we have mail-in ballots, we have BLM, we have rioters, looters in the streets, uh, and then, oh, we have an election. Oh, you can mail in your ballot three months in advance, and uh, you know maybe we'll get it, maybe we won't. Oh, if we don't have enough, we have suitcases full that we can roll out. Like it was, it was very yeah. pre-planned. And and looking back at it, a lot of the the African countries, a lot of the black countries. They don't have that much significant death and, and, and suffering, and yeah. they don't have all the vaccine programs right. that the Western world had, that Israel had, that the United States, United Kingdom, Australia, New Zealand had. And why? Um, because yeah. Africa had been dealing with the vaccine push from the Gates Foundation for decades. Right. So they were very hesitant when it came to the vaccine rollout with COVID-19. So they said... No, we don't think so. Well, We've already seen this fucking song and dance before. Now you look at their, uh, you know, excess mortality figures. They're doing a lot better than the the Western world. So we're learning our lesson a little well, bit. Well, Big Pharma true. also was like, hey, those motherfuckers don't got money. <laughs> they yeah. got money right there. We're gonna take it, take as much as we can. True. Fuck it, let's just make this no, into a larger, true. you know. Yeah. And you know, how did Bill Gates get involved? And he's literally a eugenicist. Like he's given speeches saying, oh, if we uh, we can control the population and depopulate the world with the use of vaccines. When they say these things believe them like they aren't lying to you they are telling you what they are thinking and he was behind like i think he was like funding he'd had a lot of involvement within the vaccine oh the computer yeah. guy you know how did he get involved he's not a doctor yeah and it was he's just not even a computer programmer <laughs> like, not no <laughs> he's a fraud yeah <laughs> just all around fraud but he became one of the faces of covid vaccine stuff thank you um, no, we're, we're trying to go to the, the callers right now. It always takes a, a little bit. Steph, to... you're going to be staying out in the back room. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it, it, it's Florida. It's, it's beautiful outside. And, uh, you know, uh, nature, nature he, heals all. And uh, big pharma interventions don't. They actually uh, have been shown to hinder and hurt a lot of different individuals. And if you look at modern science, there's so many things that people are starting to question now that they never questioned before. But now what just happened with COVID and the vaccine, I think we have every freaking right to question what in the world just happened to everyone. As of course, there's there's still so many different things that we do not know. What are going to be the larger ramifications? How many people were injured? How many people were hurt? We absolutely have no freaking clue since of course the government uh, didn't do their freaking job here at all. Nitty gritty. Thank you for calling in. We don't see you. I don't know if you want to turn on your video camera, but uh, speak loudly and feel free to ask us any question you want right now. Uh, all right. Thanks. Yeah, this is Nitty-Gritty. Uh, I'm in the East Bay, uh, NorCal right now, and I have a question to pose. And I just want to thank the guest. Uh, definitely a regular 
Walker of Chili Beaches. Uh, so thanks for being out here. So um, thinking about the, the propaganda that's uh, just being manufactured here on purpose to just distract and confuse us. And in this case, it's uh, medical, the medical industrial complex. It's their specific propaganda. And so I have a question to get to, but I believe we can trace it back to, I believe we can trace it back to these mad scientists from like Hitler's period. Uh, I think they're the ones who have been waging these uh, destructive eugenics basically on all and on purpose. And they're paying, they're paying agents like Fauci and others to wage this on us. I mean, mRNA is fake. It ha- it's never worked. Like, it's not scientifically proven. There's, there's plenty of scientists who will tell you that it's a failed science that doesn't work. It's not effective. So I think these mad eugenicists are, are being exposed now. More, and more they're actually under pressure. I think there's a lot of scientists under pressure. We saw a lot of doctors close down practice during COVID. They refused to peddle the fake mRNA, and a lot of pushback is happening. And so, my question that I want to get to pose here is: Do you think that these deliberate distractions and stuff that are confusing us? Do you think this is starting to fade out now? Because I'm seeing whistleblower effects. I'm seeing the beam war, the beam war effect. I'm seeing independent journalism, like we are changed effect. And I'm like, all of it is basically exposing the genesis who started, what, a uh, decade ago. But so, so are we going to, is it going to repeat? You know, like Bill Gates wants it to repeat, but I think. Are we waking up enough to where are we revolting enough to where it won't repeat? Right? So will uh, this will this, so your question just to summarize it? Will this repeat? And uh, are, are people going to find out what's really going on before it's kind of too late? So there's a, a number of different scenarios that could play out here. As of course, a lot of people last night at the Super Bowl party were or pointing out the fact that the last time that the 49ers were playing that other team, the Chiefs. It was in 2020, right before COVID, and the Chiefs won that time again, and and therefore somehow this is correlated with some kind of FBI larger plot line and uh, conspiracy that that history was, was going to repeat. Now I I don't know I haven't delved that deep into the into the woods, but if you look at individuals like like Bill Gates, Dr. Fauci, and a lot of other bureaucrats, they're saying, hey, there's going to be another COVID, there's going to be another sickness. Now the real one is coming, and I'm always thinking, how could they mind fuck us? How could they fuck us over? And what if there's another kind of uh, bioweapon that they have that they, that they could release that, that might be real. What if it's not like COVID? What if it's not like weak like COVID? What if it's a more weaponized version of COVID? They bring it out again and they're like, yeah, guys, make sure to take all these safety precautions. Everyone's like, fuck you. But then they release the real one and everyone's kind of fucked. Well, right? I had Chris Martinson, uh, who's a PhD on Liberty Lockdown last week. Uh, Brett Weinstein was on with Tucker Carlson. He's also like a biochemist or something like that. Uh, and and both of their they are theorizing that essentially the the COVID vaccine and COVID itself was essentially a precursor bio warfare 
attack that will make those that have gotten it much more prone to a, a, a an immune overreaction to the next bioweapon that they intend to release. And here's my concern is that, well, people are certainly waking up to what's happening. And, and Alex Jones is right when he calls this an info war. It's like, well, the whole reason that people aren't waking up to it in mass is because the mass media has totally curtailed any conversation along this line of thinking. But the reason that that shows like this are successful is because people are very thirsty for any semblance of, of honesty about what's transpired. So I think that's the real fight. Can we maintain, and this is also why Rumble has been under IP attacks and things like that forever and ever, is because they don't want these conversations to be had with hundreds of thousands of people listening. It's really not good for their narrative control. Um, so I think that's the question. Can we actually wake people up enough that there, that there are some sort of tribunals as to what transpired? Because I assure you of this, if they are not held to account, they will absolutely motherfucking lootly do it again. I have no doubt in my mind. There's so many other ways to kind of think about this because um, if you're if you're uh, these central controllers, if you're the guy who's calling the shots here, you know that whatever you try to put in front of the the, the American people, they're not going to believe. Say this is our Gulf of Tonkin. Say there's a 9/11. Say there's you know another COVID. Say it's real. Say it's legit. Everyone's going to be like, this is bullshit. They're lying. So, so what if it's going to be advantageous for you to actually do something real, do something legitimate, and then in your larger playbook, put in the factor that no one's going to believe you, and then make that a part of the larger play against the people? The right? same thing's going to happen. You, you guys realize Ice Spice is famous. Did, do you know who... I mean, have you... I, mean, is I that saw people online be like, who, who, what the fuck is an Ice Spice? I don't know. It, she looks like Ronald McDonald's sister or something. Have you, have you seen... A, <laughs> well, where did she come from? It's just a retarded black lady, right? Yeah, I, that's what I thought. But I, apparently, she's, a, she's an artist. I mean, she, her her hit song has the word "fart" in the title. Like, there's no way this is serious, right? I thought it was. Of like course, you listened to that a bunch of times. I saw it go what's viral. The, what's the title? It's like something something, and then in parentheses, like "fart." I, I don't know what the fuck's happening. Uh, I feel like I'm a hundred years old. When I saw her appear on the screen, I thought it was like a Make a Wish person. You know what I mean? It like, looks to like be that. at the Super Bowl. She, you know, to like meet was, Taylor Swift. You why know? is she in the fucking booth with with Taylor I, Swift? I don't it's know. So, it's all perplexing. throwing up, and people are going, "Oh, she's throwing up satanic things." But I mean, like you know, she's probably retarded. But retarded a lot of people shit. in padded rooms do all kinds of weird, exactly. different things. Don't you know take what it I mean? so seriously. So if you were following CDC guidelines and what the government was telling you to do, you would have, I think, it's nine boosters now nine shots now no there, you'd be dead a couple months there ago. are people who are still out there going back and getting it i think that they have a like a solid like 20 percent base of the population who would carry the lie on and then put enough pressure they'd be able to put enough pressure on us to comply uh, but they always let you know what they're going to do before they do it as well so are they going to do it again well watch what they're working on so event 201 happened they played out the war drill of covid then they had catastrophic contagion it was another war drill done by john Hopkins university where they played out this disease that killed 20% of children on the in the earth, uh, this new virus outbreak. They had to have like this new kind of police system come in. When they do that stuff, like they're preemptively letting you know what they're going to do before they do it. It's their rule. It's called revelation of the net method. They have to let you know what they're going to do before they do it because they're literal Satanists, but they have a code. So you keep an eye out on what they are doing, what kind of actions they are taking, what kind of movies they're putting out. And you can tell when and what they're going to do again, usually. Yeah, this is why I think cyber warfare is likely what's coming because the the Obama executive produced film, but also oh, just yeah. because just because I think they need to mix it up and and hit us with something that that we won't immediately react. You know, like 
oh, we just went through COVID four years ago. You can't hit us with a bioweapon right away. So they're going to hit us with a cyber pandemic. Then maybe a year later, they hit us with the real fucking wham, wham, dammy <laughs> vaccine right. or, or I, virus. I, I think they know no one's going to believe them. And I think they're they're calculating that into their next kind of well, larger th- That's scale. how they take out all the free thinkers is all the people that learn their lesson. They're going to hit us and just be like, yeah, you got to get this vaccine right away. It's going to save your life. And we're going to be like, fuck you. And then we all drop dead. And then all the lemmings are the only thing that's left. Someone, uh, someone in the chat room wrote that Clint was Googling fart stuff. And that's how he came to the Ice Spice song. Yeah, dude. I Google uh, fart stuff <laughs> periodically. <laughs> hey, let's check your search. Am I not free to Google fucking fart stuff, dude? What are you, some sort of Puritan? <laughs> we get. You, we need Seamus in here to cleanse this room. Uh, Clint we, is a furry, after all, so I'm not we, surprised. We, me and Joey were, were talking to each other. We were like, "What's the, what's the over under that Clint's a furry?" And, he's something. Uh, and um, he's something. <laughs> <laughs> we got another we'll rumble rant from Crash Bandit, who says, "I've uh, have also been used to treat IVM has also been used to treat yellow fever. It plugs the ACE2 receptor, so it makes it harder for the virus to replicate in the body." If yep. I remember correctly. Well, just to make sure that you guys know, I'm not totally out of my mind. It's Ice Spice. Thank you, the shit. Parentheses fart. <laughs> That's the name of her hit song that was air, released two weeks ago. I don't know what the fuck. I, I felt like I was pretty hip and shit, and then that song came out, and it was going everywhere, and I was like, oh, I'm I'm a grandpa. This is all so atrocious. I just went off this planet. Nitty gritty, I hope no we uh, answered your, your question. Any other comments you have here before you leave us? Yeah, yeah I, I, I think it's hilarious that Joey put that up because, you know, we have, like, what, 80% uh, a rate of people who took the injection. So, I mean, you you can imagine that eighty percent of people uh, who are doing this are falling for like these type of wild artists, like Ice Spice out here. And that's the point. It's like if we're if we're dumped out to where we're after that, then it's no wonder these things can possibly repeat. But I really hope for uh, reform for Big Pharma that these grifts don't repeat. Uh, ultimately, the medical industrial complex just meets reform. It actually promotes health instead of disease on, per- on purpose, you know, for profit. Uh, tribunals, you know, I like that word. And uh, yeah, what are we going to do? I think this will always be around. So it's a constant battle. Thanks for us uh, back. I think uh, I enjoyed it. Thanks. Thanks for uh, being a member, uh, Nitty Gritty. Thanks for uh, calling in and thanks for asking us this question. As of course, I think it was more than uh, I think it was about seventy percent of the United States that that took the vaccine or were reported to take the vaccine. Overwhelmingly, uh, more women than men, uh, which brings us to the next topic of discussion. <laughs> I mean, people, you know what's trending on TikTok right now? People are eating deep fried toothpicks. So that, that's another thing that's sweeping the Do you have any nation. clips that you could show us of this uh, uh, amazing Yeah, I How mean, can I'm you genius. deep fry a little piece of wood? What the fuck? I, how do people do anything these days? Uh, why, I, mean, you, I have an idea for Ice Spice, if you're watching, which I'm sure you are. Uh, <laughs> your next album, you should name it Music for the Vaccinated. I think it, like that's exactly your demographic. It's perfect. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, sometimes when you know how you're talking about cyber attack, I'm like, well, I mean, maybe we could benefit from, you know, all this yeah. going down. Well, the, the, pro- the problem <laughs> is it, the, the cyber attack is going to be paired with 
very limited uh, media exposure. Like they'll probably have like over the air waves and they'll just tell us we're under attack or right. there's a virus or we're, and we're going to fucking kill one another. We're yes. going to, we're going to go at each other's throats yes. in that moment. And that's what I'm most afraid of is that in that period of confusion, we will tear each other to shreds. Yes. And that's why they brought in all these migrants too. Well, it doesn't you know, help. There's so, uh, there's so many of us, they can't possibly sustain a country without a grid, a power grid. So, you know, it could be a long term orchestrated plan. You know, you look back and you see what they did with COVID. What are they doing now? Well, I think it's all about the Agenda 2030 stuff. I really do. I think that yeah. they're trying to, that like Trump did slow it down ever so slightly, but then they expedited it really, really fast, like warp speed, if you will, in 2020. And ever since then, it's just been fucking out, out of control, insane. And I feel like even though I cover it day to day, it's still totally overwhelming the pace with which they're moving. And I just don't know if society or civilization can can sustain itself over the next like six years. It's going to be fucking crazy. Right. I mean, already people are doing really horrible, sinister stuff as we have this latest news from the Lakewood church shooter that we're getting reports identifies as a transgendered individual who's being classified as a non-Hispanic white person even though they were born in El Salvador, according to the reports from Sarah Gonzalez, who is reporting on this, as we have... These fucking white El, Salvadorian, El Salvadorians, I mean, they're everywhere. Yeah, I mean, uh, the white people ruin everything, don't they? <laughs> as, of course, uh, I, I want to do my best not to show this person's face, um, as, of course, the, there was an incident in Texas where uh, a, a transgendered individual who allegedly, according to Disclose.tv, had Free Palestine written on their rifle, came into the church, and then started to shoot it up as police officers in Houston literally launched an entire investigation to figure out the proper pronouns to use for this frickin' shooter. This is where your tax dollars are going to. This is where your resources are going to, to this kind of obese, bureaucratic tomfoolery utilize both male and female names but through all of our investigation to this point talking with individuals interviews documents houston police department reports she has been identified this entire time as female she her and so uh, we are identifying her as jensie moreno hispanic female what the fuck? Are you motherfucking kidding me? That's your fucking priority, you fucking Ralph Wiggum looking like fat, <laughs> pathetic bureaucrat? Are you fucking kidding me? This fucking doughboy here who clearly has never seen a donut that he doesn't love to fucking devour down his fucking massive mouth hole is literally lecturing America about fucking gender pronouns after a mass shooting in a fucking church. Where's the, the asteroid? Fuck? We need the asteroid to come, please. I mean, seriously, it's, like, why? I, I, I'm a fucking libertarian, right? I'm like total peacenik. When I hear a cop talking about that after a mass shooting in a church, all I think about is putting the cop in jail. I know. Am I the only one that just sees that and you're just like, oh, you should be in jail? Like, you're you're so negligent at your job, you ought to be in prison at least six months. Like, yeah. you're you're. How, how the fuck do these people have these jobs? Because the people vote for these people. And, put, and this is a reflection of the people. I know. All well, then all this. the people should be in prison, too. Well, I'm becoming a, I'm like Ian Crossland. Well, I'm a totalitarian now. There's got to be a way to have uh, stupid people eliminate themselves. I mean, like, if I, I don't know. I think that's what the vaccine was. Yeah. Right. Well, we got to do a do better job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, start like the drink bleach challenge on TikTok or something. I mean, I'm a big. They already did that. 
Oh okay. no, that was that was the Tide Pod. My bad. Right, right, right. Well, we lo- we we eliminated a few, right? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I'm a big fan of natural selection. I don't know about you guys. I mean, if people want to win Darwin Awards, yes, but that should be an individual choice up to people. But not there's to, somebody not to anyone falling else. off a cliff taking a selfie right now. Have you looked at the statistics on that? No, yeah, I have well, not. They're, they're um, vaccinated. They make for fucking awesome selfies, though. Just like, Whoa! that's true. It says what yeah, a leg, what a legacy to leave behind. <laughs> no, but the sad thing is, is that those are the people in charge. Like that stupidity you see, they make decisions yeah. that like affect our everyday lives. Well, he's not he's not wrong that it does reflect our our population, but our population reflects public schooling. Our public schooling reflects our our government. It's kind of it's a it's cyclical it's a, or it's you know chicken the egg type of shit. But it's just like I'm really nervous that the the broader IQ of our fellow man is getting so low that like all of civilization may collapse like that. Like we're like right on the precipice. It hasn't already. Well, well the, <laughs> fair question, but I'm saying like it can get way fucking worse. Like you think shit's bad. You have no idea when the food gets low, like what we will do to one another is going to be fucking unbelievable, which by the way, we need to get a sponsor for fucking food supplies. I don't know what we're doing. I think we, we already, covered. I think we already have one. Uh, okay, as, good. as you sit yeah. there with a Wendy's cup, <laughs> Wendy's won't be open forever, brother. <laughs> Well, a larger attacks on, on infrastructure are, are something definitely to, to worry about. But with this particular case, I'm always very careful, and I always say allegedly when it comes to a lot of these kind of mass shootings, I always do my best not to show their kind of name or their face since there's this cop, kind of like copycat syndrome that, that does happen. This is why they don't talk about the people who run on the field during uh, sports ball games. There was one mention of it last night during the Super Bowl. As of course, someone ran on it, and then quickly the anchor kind of brought it up, and there was like it was kind of told to shut up. But with with, you know, the corporate media coverage of, of mass shootings, I think we always got to be very careful in the beginning. But there definitely does seem to be a lot more to this that I, that I think is worth looking into. I don't want to be the person that always kind of jumps on a tragic incident and tries to use it for political brownie points. I think we also got to be careful with, with that and our approach when it comes to covering uh, a I lot think, of these I think kind you're of doing the opposite of that, though. You're pointing out that, like, the, there is disparate treatment from the police all over america when it comes to the perpetrator of violent crime like that you're not crazy to see that like if it's a white dude who uses an ar it's fucking front page news and there's gun grabbing uh you know dialogue that begins instant fuckingtaneously there's no additional investigation necessary comes to a trans shooter suddenly we got to fucking spend the first eight hours of the investigation figuring out what the proper pronoun usage is. And then there will be no push for gun bans because it doesn't play into the narrative. And then we have to classify the manifesto as, of course, there's exactly. a double standard exactly. there and keep it away from the general public and don't talk about it. And uh, this person went up and, and shot up a church. I mean, these are awful, horrible fucking actions. But, but you know, studying these things for a very long time, I think it's always important to talk about the victims here. I think it's important not to show the name, not to show the face. And uh, not to just jump on this for you know political points, but to kind of talk about the anomalies here. Like, hey, um, let's have a real serious discussion about this that actually could be productive. I don't know if you were able to see some of the, the news stories here, uh, Lauren, or, or what your take or, or what's your kind of understanding of everything that's happening now. But it, sadly, I think we're living in a day and age where... Mass shootings are real. I think there's going to be a lot more of them, and they're absolutely fucking politi- politicized, and uh, there's absolutely a big double standard with them. 
No, and if you notice, it's been a surge in transgender shooters, uh, people that are deeply disturbed people. And instead of treating the issue of transgenderism, we have decided as a country to go ahead and just enable it and uh, move it, like even perform the same surgeries, life-changing, altering uh, hormones, everything on children instead of taking them to therapy. Like America has a like a psychiatric crisis. And until we accept that this is like more than just like a, a gender issue or just a fad, like this is a crisis and these people are going to snap the <laughs> other. Yeah. The Christian school shooter, her whole manifesto. I mean, it is deranged. These people are deeply disturbed. Did yeah. we ever get that one? I think we only got a, a, a couple, Stephen like a couple Crowder pages for all, of Did he release all of it or do we, do we still have like, we saw parts, parts of it? Yeah. yeah. But Just even still, it was pages. deranged. What was there? I think Vivek was the only presidential candidate that said, uh, release all of it. Yeah. Um, otherwise we haven't really heard much about it, but mm -hmm. there are a lot of these incidences and there is a correlation with, mental health issues with a lot of the people who big pharma and all the hospitals are saying, come on in, we'll, yeah. we'll milk you for every dime you got. We'll, we'll make you dependent on us for the rest of your life. And uh, it definitely does seem like uh, big pharma is uh, extremely predatory when it comes to people with mental illness. And I think, and I think those actions are, are exactly what's going on here. And I feel sympathy for a lot of these individuals because a lot of these children that are born, they're being blasted with chemicals before they're even outside of the womb. If you look at mothers and the amount of chemicals that they're induced to during labor that they have to deal with, that they have to uh, go through every single fucking day. And these are chemicals, forever chemicals, microplastics, and, and all these other dyes and all these other fucking things that they never had to fucking deal with before. The children are more affected by it than ever. And we're seeing that with the biology of, of men significantly changed to the point where they're becoming more and more effeminized outside of the fucking womb. Right. So uh, w with that kind of larger biological chemical war, then you see Big Pharma come in and be like, yeah, we got the solution. And their solution creates more mental illness, creates more problems, create more, creates more pain, more suffering. And these these people are, are the biggest fucking, fucking victims of a predatory class that fucks them up and then fucks them up even more and disguises it as a fucking solution for them. And that's fucking pure evil. No, it's true. And, you know, you talk about you know, we have our food, what they're putting in our food. It's it, like our bodies, our digestive systems still are the same digestive systems that people had dur back during biblical times. But food processing has like just radically accelerated to a completely different chemical component, like where y your body can't process it correctly. People, uh, you know, they, they pull moms out of the home. So now that moms aren't breastfeeding their kids, they're filling them with these soy infused uh, baby formulas. These kids are growing up with food that has God knows what in it. And they, they're, it's disrupting their hormones. And instead of like, you know, changing their food habit, their eating habits or treating, you know, any trauma they had as children, it's okay. The solution is we're going to start cutting parts off. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. And it's just pure madness. And, you know, people need to go to jail. I think that these uh, people that run the clinics, these doctors who push this ideology on people, they belong in jail. Like no excuses. If you do this to a child or even encourage a child to do this, like, it, you should be locked up. Well, it's if not, you facilitate it or enable it, locked up. And it's not just the... But the, how do you really feel? <laughs> it's not just the, the medical doctors that are doing this either. I mean, it, it's, it's the entire media apparatus. And now you also have governments, state governments, that are making it so that there will be additional protections for children against parental rights. So they're actually, you know, elevating the child's 
desire to you know modify their bodies before they're even right. uh, of age of consent and against their parents' will, and they are making it illegal for the parent to retrieve or protect their child, it's, it is an, an infringement on parental rights that I never thought I would see in this country. And it's becoming more and more per pervasive. Almost all the blue states are pushing bills like this, California, New York, Oregon, a bunch of them, Colorado. Um, and I just don't know when, like, where's the tipping point? How many mass shootings do you need to see? And, it's, and, and just to be very clear, I am not attributing these handful of, of mass shootings to the entire trans community, just as I would not attribute mass shootings of straight white dudes to myself. It's fucking absurd. But if you're going to continue to force feed this ideology and drugs into people, the, the one tie that really does bind across all demographics of mass shooters is that they are on SSRIs. And we're not allowed to talk about it. Rogan's been talking about it for a decade, but the vast majority of the media still won't address it. We And, and to your point about there being a, a you know a psychiatric... Uh, emergency in this country. It's true, but the problem is that what we're prescribing to remedy that is psychiatric medication, which is what's making us so fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. So you have to totally like reformulate the American um, worldview when it comes to addressing and alleviating these issues. You cannot continue to put pills into people and expect expect this to get better. It's making it much, much worse. But how is Big Pharma going to make money if you have well, a country that's healthy? Yeah. You know, exactly. they're not making any money if everybody's well, healthy and mentally sane. You right. know, so it's also why it's like a combined effort between uh, Hollywood, media organizations, politicians, corporate structures, academia. Like it's all colluding together to make the perfect concoction for a disaster. Yep. And that disaster just happens to make Big Pharma really, really rich. Just a coincidence, though. Just a coincidence. <laughs> Maybe they are more powerful than we think. Just take the pills, soy boy. Just do as you're fucking told and cut off your dick because it's going to make you trendy and it's going to give you that raise and it's going to make you a protected, protected class, not a cis, white, dangerous, nasty man. That's essentially what the system is telling everybody, and my response is, fuck you. That was a fun show. Lauren, I hope you had fun. Thank oh, you so I much for, it's for coming here. Yeah, this Thank was there definitely is a big transition from like Rumble to YouTube. Oh yeah. I feel like I'm always walking a fucking tightrope. I'm like, oh fuck, I can't say that. I can't say that. And and, and um the, there there's a method to the madness that we always describe here, but of course we're doubling down on Rumble. Uh invest with us just by going to rumble.com forward slash we are change. Sign up. Click the subscription button. We are very close to having 86,000 subscribers. And again, we just started this podcast about two months ago. We're doing really well. The episodes are doing really well as well. And again, 100,000 subscribers. And Clint gets to taser. Two hours, nonstop. Clint gets tasered, volunteered himself. Thank you so much, uh, brave, willing man, uh, for sacrificing his own health and personal well-being for your pure entertainment. I don't want to do this. For your pure your entertainment enjoy the verbal contract has been signed it's been sealed it's going to be delivered right now when you guys subscribe to rumble.com um and then uh, also we have prepare with we that's the website that we have for storable food we had them for a, a very long time so uh definitely go check those guys out too because i think it's fair to say things are going to get a little bit uh, crazy and um 
I'd rather be prepared than not. Lauren, this was really fun. Thank you so much for, for coming here. Where can people find you and support your work? Okay, so uh, we have a show on Rumble, Crosstalk News. We just kind of launched the channel, so it's small. So if you want to go check us out uh, at Crosstalk News on Rumble, but also I am on Twitter uh, at Lauren Witzke, D-E. So I appreciate you guys having me. It was great. I didn't Absolutely. know you were a libertarian. Yeah. You're actually the first libertarian I've ever really liked. Oh, wow. Yeah. So well, how about that? you know, I'm fucking, I'm a radical white supremacist too. So that's one. <laughs> Let's go. You, you, you just met him, Lauren. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, Joey B. Tunes, who's a, a serial lover of uh, individuals eating raw chicken. Yes. Where can people yeah. find you? Uh, you can find me uh, on YouTube, Joey B. Tunes. I, I just got to warn you, Lauren, by the way, when the show ends, they're going to, Try to make you do the dishes. So if you want to get a head start, right, I wouldn't shake it. You just get, get out that front door right now. Let me tell you. Be careful. I'm looking out for you. Um, yeah, jo- Joey, 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 you're not welcome back. I can't believe you're gonna you're gonna ruin our dishwasher I like work that. Here now, I <laughs> mean, I don't you? have any choice. <laughs> All right, what, what's your handle? Joey B Tunes. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, at Liberty Lockpot on Twitter or X. Uh, I know you guys won't believe this, but. This past month, Liberty Lockdown was a top 200 podcast in America. Can you fucking believe that shit? Uh, No marketing budget, just totally one-man show, and it's fucking crushing it. If you haven't ever listened, I would highly recommend you subscribe and check it out. Uh, Most recent episode was with Dave Smith, two-hour deep dive on the uh, Putin-Tucker interview. People are loving it. And uh, I will be co-hosting with Tower Gang on Elijah Schaefer's show, Slightly Offensive, at 10 o'clock tonight, only on Rumble, as far as I know. Maybe it's on YouTube, too. I'm not sure. And uh, last but not least, give your mom a hug and kiss, and you're the best. Steph! Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This is Steph. We are Change on Instagram and Steph WRC on X. Subscribe!